1: this is your commander-in-chief uh i'm issuing a warning the following podcast contains adult content and intended for a mature audience listener discretion is advised enjoy
2: hey everybody welcome to a brand new mma roasted podcast it's me adam hunter i'm here with frank trigg Twinkle Toes, uh, it's it's a, it's Monday. We're doing a show Monday today because I'm going to Reno tomorrow through uh to through, through Sunday. I'm going to miss the UFC uh, 184, which sucks. It's in L.A. and uh, I would have liked to have gone. And Invictus this week as well. I uh, just got back from Detroit. That was uh, I had a good time in Detroit, although it was crazy. I, I did one show where there was like. 20 people in the crowd, half were Asian from Japan, spoke no English, uh, which is always. It's, I had to explain to them why the joke was funny. Like, like I mean, literally break down. I would tell a joke. T- people would laugh. And then I would explain to the Asian people why it was funny. And then that would get even bigger laugh than the actual joke. So
1: you have to be exhausted because that takes so much energy <laughs> to explain a joke, and your jokes aren't that highbrow. Like you don't have to really think about them. So yeah. you're like, "Dude, why You know, Carlton's in the middle of the middle of this crowd. And you're like, "Why is he Carlton?" Well, because he has a sweater on. Oh, exactly. And he's black, and he looks like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel. Okay, got it, guy. Okay, great. It's exhausting. Like, now, how do you even? How are you even here right now?
2: Uh, now that well, then the next night, the Saturday night early show was uh, there was like these like 10 people who were, uh, they were Latin and they had like, you know, tattoos on their necks, the guys did and they had these, these girls with them and, I, and, I'm, and they were just, there for trouble. Like, like the host goes on. They were like, "Get off the stage, you suck." To the host. And then this girl came on and she's like, "So I'm I'm single." And like, "Well, we know why." Just being dicks. Oh,
1: those guys, yeah.
2: So then I go on stage <laughs> and the guy starts videotaping me, which I hate people with their camera phone because you say the wrong thing, it goes on YouTube and your career could be over. Dep- depending on how out of, out of context what you say or yeah. maybe you make a like a, a racial joke, but it's like a joke and it doesn't sound. You know what I'm saying? You never know what if you're, I'm riffing off the cuff. So I tell the guy to put your put your CD off. I mean, put put your your, your phone off. So the guy makes a face at me, like, pff, pff. and then I start going on more. And then first I try being nice. Like I was yeah. like, sir, I'm not gonna mess with the guy with a neck tattoo. Yada yada. But then they just kept talking and talking. And t- so then I tried talking over them, but they were making everyone uncomfortable. And I'm like, look guys, everyone paid a lot of money for the show, um, which isn't even that, that that true. But I'm like, <laughs> people pay their hard earned money. <laughs> yeah. Can you please? And then the guy's like, well, you ain't funny. I-, I go to the crowd, who here thinks I'm funny? The whole crowd's like, ah! I'm like, all right, you've been rounded off. And then he got, the guy gets up, and he's like, what the – just starts cursing at me, right? So I'm like, this is why I'm pro-choice. And then it just became this whole thing, and the bouncers had to come. It, a fight almost broke out. Then they got kicked out. Then the, the two girls that were there started throwing punches at, at each other. The girls in the party started fighting in the parking oh. lot. I got it on tape. I might actually put it on YouTube, but uh, – It was. It was. That was. That was entertaining. Hold on.
1: Let me. Let me get this straight. So you hate being videotaped because it might end up on YouTube. But you're going to videotape somebody and put them on YouTube. Well, well, yeah.
2: That's a good point. I love uh, the irony. (laughs) (laughs) But and then then I I got back and I was actually it was funny because after the show people were like man those Mexicans were making us real Mexicans look bad you know they were saying and then uh, and then there was this black girl laughing and I was like this to her boyfriend I'm like ah she was actually crying laughing and I'm like see I'm making your girlfriend wet right now. It was, it was a it was a fun it was a fun it was actually I liked Detroit I had a good time there but man it was like it was it was like eight mile a, a little bit of me versus the crowd uh, but it was fun that was that was cool and I got back how was your week what happened
1: you didn't throw up your mom's spaghetti no you didn't okay uh, yeah. <laughs> let's see how people pick up that reference yeah how was your week? uh, weekend was good it was good but I, I want to back up for a second you, you have to leave for Reno tomorrow which is why I are taping today on Monday yeah. Has nothing to do with why you can't be here Friday or Saturday for the events. No, I'm, I'm tomorrow through Sunday. I'm I'm, I'm oh, there through Sunday. Yeah, you're yeah, in Reno. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in Reno okay, all okay. week,
2: and I, I booked it like a year ago. And I, yep. it would have been a great week to be in town because Invictus on Friday, yep. I would have went to that. I would have went to the fights on Saturday. I had tickets. Ronda Rousey's mom invited me to come with her uh, to be part of Team Rousey. But I feel like every time I go to root for someone in person, they lose. So I think I feel like I'm a bad I'm bad luck in person.
3: So.
1: Well, you know what you can do is that uh, you can tell uh, uh, Rana's mom that she can get some downgraded tickets and let me have them because I don't have <laughs> tickets yet. I'm going to be really? here I don't have any tickets. I don't have tickets to Invicta. I don't have tickets to UFC. I got nothing.
2: The UFC doesn't – by the way, Greg Wilson just shut up. The UFC d- doesn't give you tickets?
1: No, uh-uh. Uh-uh, nope. That's crazy. Nope. Uh-uh. See, I, I, very, I very rarely ask. I reached out probably today to, or – did I reach out this morning or last night? One of the days, I reached out for a set of tickets, and I won't know till Friday, if, if there's any left over. Like, I might not get it.
2: I don't think it'll be sold out, though. The Staples Center is not that – I mean, it's big, the Staples Center. But it, the car, I feel like when Wyman and Belfort left the card, a lot of interest
3: waned.
1: Well, the bomb with California, too, in, in L.A., it's, it's difficult to get to L.A. It's difficult to get there. So, like, people are going to fly in from Manitoba to come into L.A. And then once you land in LAX – you're not right by Stable Center. It takes a while to get up here, so you got to get down to, to Stable Center, get downtown. Then where are you are going to stay. It's very expensive. How are you gonna get around? It's very expensive. So it's it's a difficult place. It's really for people that are local. So if you're coming in from San Diego, people drive up from San Diego. Uh, people come, you know, come down from from Central Coast. Yeah. People come in from Vegas because it's close. But other than that. You're kind of there's not that many people to come through. So do you it, think
4: it's like Vegas? People are more apt to. Just I'm not,
1: Greg. I'm like, sorry. I'm not allowed to talk to you. I got uh, too many uh, potato famine people. Up um, I, I have to. Like I had some guy. He literally berated me by via private message for like. You? But yeah, he was going after me for like four days to the point I was like, Jill, can you read this? Can you see? This? Really? And I kept, I kept my mom going back and forth and finally, oh yeah, I shouldn't, you're right. You're right. What are six, you talking about? Six, six today. Six. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Like what's happening? And whatever. I kept like going back at him. And finally I finally was like, Hey, um, you do realize that all that shit you yelling at me for, I didn't even say. <laughs> yeah. So how about the next time you pick on somebody, you actually have your facts straight and go back and listen to the podcast. So what he, I go, so what you did is your mom's boyfriend who beat you in the basement of your house boy! said this is what happened and you associate it with me not really knowing who said it so be mad at somebody be mad at somebody I go but just so you know I am racist I hate everybody (laughs) equally
2: (laughs) <laughs> and if you're confused right now, we're talking about the podcast two weeks ago where Greg Wilson was making potato jokes about Conor McGregor, which then led to us being yeah. uh, a big a big riot in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, which it, is funny. It was
4: one potato joke. The rest were like crowns, gold doubloons, and I think a yeah. Lucky charms reference. Oh, I actually so. talked they were to just uh, jokes. They're just jokes.
1: I'm I interviewed uh, Brent Johns, who's a who's a fan of the show. Uh, he's fighting in uh, Titan here in a couple weeks, and I he's, he's from well he's from Wales. And he's just a Welshman, and I say, what's it? You know, do you like get offended when people pick on? He goes. No, everyone picks on Wales. Like, yeah. it's not. Why is everybody mad at you for picking on Ireland? Like, yeah. it, come on, it's not that big. They're still like, if Ireland's getting picked on, they go, "So, hey, at least we're not Welsh." It's like even he's making the cracking the joke. So it's like it's 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 a non-issue to people that really understand the humor of it, but people that just don't get your humor, I guess, we're all irritated. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I so, thought it was funny. So, so your so. week? How was the rest? of It was good. You? It was good. So at the uh, um, what did I do this weekend? I had. uh Oh, my son on Friday got a uh, distinguished dragon, uh, uh, you know, distinguished dragon, which is award. He's the, goes to Monterey School. Their mascot's the dragons. Okay. Every, every teacher is allowed to give two awards out for the year for people that follow the six pillars of community. So it's, it's a pretty big thing to get, but he's in kindergarten. So really he like isn't a is.
2: classy kid. Yeah. I no, I, got, I met his son. His son, his his son, who's like uh, in, I think like tw- in his twenties, twenty one, looks just like sex. him. Yeah. Could not be a nicer guy. I mean, if right. you talk about like an like a. He was like he looks just like Frank, yeah. and, and and he was yeah. a, except for the except uh, with, without all the
1: baggage. Right, um, but uh, right, right. what it was, it was, it was, <laughs> so my kid's gonna be like? <laughs> great now, kid, yeah. So that was kid. that was Friday, and then uh, Saturday I was. Oh, I was here. I came. Um, um, he had that award ceremony Friday morning. Uh, as soon as he was done with that, um, his mom came and picked him up and then I left and came to LA and Saturday, what was I doing Saturday? Oh, I had a ref. I ref Saturday night down in uh, Orange County for the showdown event, MMA event, I think. Now, is that a hard being, I know,
2: cause I know people boo the refs here, you know, Kim Wenzel, Steve Mazzagatti, Yeah, cause they uh, suck. you got, I mean... Right, I mean, certainly, even, I mean, even 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 yeah. Herb Dean has been booed
1: and stuff. Yeah, now are people booing you as a ref? Is it- I got booed my whole career. So Me getting booed as a ref, <laughs> I do not notice it. Um, no, no. no. Here, here's what the deal is: is that uh, um, with with Kim Winslow, she has an older style of reffing, like a like a I don't want to say antiquated, but it's an older style of reffing, and that's why I don't I don't like her reffing. She's a fine ref. I just don't I just don't particularly like the way that she refs or how she refs. Right. So I'm, I I feel like she's too involved. She's like. Got her refing skill back when it's like UFC two and three, so you had to be involved because guys, you don't know what's going on and trying to set the rules. I'm an uninvolved ref. I want to stay out of the way. I will not get in the middle of it. Uh, I, I say start, stop, and time is the only thing I really say unless I have to give a warning, like get your hand on the fence, stop touching the pants. Go great.
4: Well, I was gonna say, you know, now that you're on that side of it, because Joe Rogan talks a lot about not wanting to have the fingers exposed in the gloves, and you're a, you've been you you are a fighter now going to the ref side. I mean, to me, when I watch it, it seems like you have to, because of the grappling that yeah. goes on, you have to have your fingers available.
1: To yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and this so is. It um, seems
4: like, to me, that argument is kind of a moot point. I and mean, this,
1: well, this is nothing against Joe. Joe is, like I said, all of us, I've said this before, I've seen a lot of interviews, all of us strive. Anybody that's a commentator in the sport strives to be Joe Rogan. We want to be a guy that has a hugely successful show on television, can, you know, can be hugely successful at commentating, own a mansion, you know, li- yeah. lit, like have the, you know, be able to go kill bears and eat them from head to toe. Like, I don't want to <laughs> have to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Neither do I. Not really. We all want ball. to do that, but that's but unfortunately, that's the difference, and that's why you know I'm different in how I commentate because I've actually been in there getting hit with guys that have fingers, in there. it's not the fingers; it's the rules of how we apply them. You have to warn the fighters, and we do it before our our pre-fight explanation of how the rules are going to be handled, especially here for Camo in California, oh. uh, which is the amateur association that runs all the amateur events in California. Hey, you have to be under Camo. We tell them, look, if you want to, if you want to. Uh, judge distance with a straight arm like John Jones does right. then you have to put your fingers to the ceiling they have to be up in the ceiling I'm okay. giving you your hard warning right, right now in pre-fight advance if you are if you there's not gonna be a stop in a finger wag hey don't do that again mm-hmm. if you reach out with with an open hand Towards the guy's face and you poke him in the eye, one hundred percent, it's a point off right away. I'm telling I'm, you I'm right a, now. When I was a, what I'm doing.
2: When I was in high school, my little brother played baseball, right? And hold on, you and, and have siblings? Yeah, I have a younger brother and you're an not, a, and a, and a, and a older actually, and an older you like a decade. and an older sister. Yeah, yeah. So my little brother. Is she was, hot. Uh, she she was, She's 40 now, but back in the day... She hey, was, listen
1: here, douche. I'm 40.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's not going home with you and your wife. Okay, or you, you and your girlfriend. I'm not, I'm
4: not married.
1: You, you and your girlfriend. I'm done with that. It's done with marriage.
2: <laughs> it's all three sets of pancakes.
1: Yeah. So, waffles, so, damn it, waffles. Waffles,
2: waffles. So my little brother would play Little League, and I and the ref like the umpire wouldn't show up sometimes so i would bring my umpire gear right to, oh, yeah. and then i would jump in as <laughs> if i was the real ump and i would cheat so hard like <laughs> he would be up i'd be like ball ball i was like basically like, like naked gun like, it was it was so obvious and, and like i was like the worst and the kids would look at me and like give me the thumbs up like i, I was like the worst i almost caused a brawl one time cuz oh, parents you were know, yell- oh. yeah. and i was totally not taking i wasn't even hired there i was just showing up
4: <laughs> Going up showing and up. interfering with the cake. Uh, that's like your tweets from Last Fight. You're oh, my text from Last you're, Fight. You just like to agi- you're an agitator. Th- that was Evan's idea. Hey, that's listen, I think it's la- brilliant. It cracks me up. It yeah. cracks me the fuck up, but it's, the
2: funniest part is when people think it's really those guys saying oh, it. Oh, no, no. The yeah. best. That's the best. That's the funniest. Honestly, I'll go on Facebook afterwards and people will be like, I can't believe Tim Kennedy said that. And they'll be like, <laughs> how the fuck did
1: Brian Williams get on this? Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, you talking about?
4: it couldn't possibly
1: why is why mine. is Pat Sage and Vanna White even chiming in? Like what is it? Like <laughs> Ross, seriously? Like come on, Ross guys. Perot knows MMA. <laughs> like, that just... is your that is some of your that is absolutely some oh, of your best work. I start, I, love for sure. it.
2: I, I start, love cry, it. I start crying. I, I literally check Facebook every hour just to see more people chime in, and then there's always that one girl going, "It's not real. Right. I'm telling you guys, it's not real."
1: <laughs> do you do you have to spend a lot of time prepping that?
2: It, a lot. Like and there it, and like it, like it has to be done by six a.m. night of the fight and hard sometimes when I have like two shows that night right. and then I have to go literally run from my shows to back there and then you know I'll, during, during the week I'll kind of gather like you know so, like if Kanye something happens with Kanye or right. something yeah. happens with this guy or that guy they'll, they'll come in but it also like the hard part is when like it's, it's one thing if it's like you know Roy Nelson fighting this guy or even like a Josh Koscheck or someone. But when you get the guys from Brazil where you don't know anything yeah. about them, the, the, the two Brazilian guys, yeah, uh, yeah. that's when it gets to be like, oh, God. I mean, sometimes it's brutal. And I know if I, when I read it and if it makes me laugh, yeah, I know okay. it's good because I wrote it and I'm still laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah you know, okay. that's when I know this—it's actually good. Apparently, you know? I
4: just laugh at everything I say. You know, I have no, <laughs> no gauge. I've been told many times this week that I just laugh yeah. at whatever I say. <laughs> what can I say? I make myself laugh. So, you,
2: know, you make to, me to laugh. To
1: finish, the reason why I was asking that is because I was—I was talking about the, the rest of my weekend and like all day Sunday after afternoon I went and did um, we just on a, a long bike ride. Like a, like a 50 mile or 55 mile or yesterday, but it rained, so we're not going to ride in the rain. And, and I don't have that kind of skill, to be honest with you. So. It's not safe. It's, it's as safe as ride, not riding it's in not the rain. It's not the riding
4: I'm worried about, it's the other people I'm worried
1: about. It's the, it's the we're on the bike path, so there's no cars or oh, anything, okay. but it's, the, but it's, it's just okay. wet and it's cold and it's yeah. sore, and I'm already old and I've already got arthritis, i going to need the rest of it. But I did like eight interviews for MMA Odds Sunday after and I realize realized wow I spend it might be a 15 minute interview but I spend probably 40-45 minutes of research before I get yeah. this guy on so I'm doing 8 interviews it was literally a week's worth of interviews a <laughs> week's worth of yeah. research trying to get this stuff together Well, you, it's just because it's otherwise you're sometimes. asking the same
2: question that everyone else is asking and it's like yeah. you know, how's your training camp how's this why'd you get into fighting and it's, and it's yeah. also like me doing a, as a comedian I mean you know, you do, I did a radio and I don't know 9 million times and people go you know, they go Oh, what was last comic standing like? Or or what was it like being on the tonight show? And it's the same three questions. And it's just like, yeah, you know, I'd rather like when I asked. I think T.J. Grant was fighting. He fought somebody, and the guy had like a herpes on his lip, and and, oh, and I yeah. and I asked him about that, <laughs> and he goes, "Nobody has ever asked me that fucking question." <laughs> no, like to me, I was so proud. You
1: get herpes from the fight. <laughs> yeah, like. I was so proud of, of researching yeah. the fact that this guy had had a herpes. You exchange a lot of fluids. Yeah, My, you'll definitely get herpes. You can get it if it, if that of popped open. He'd get it for sure. Oh,
3: by
2: the way, we'll by that. the way, your CM Punk call out. Uh, is making a lot of people... Now, are you officially calling out CM Punk?
1: Yeah, I'll fight, I'll fight him in a minute. Come on, he's oh and 0 he's old, he's broken, he's decrepit. I'll fight him in a second. I mean,
2: now how <laughs> <now> how <laughs> would
1: actually be Joe Silva to call me because I'm fat. So it would be, like, the, the light guys get uh, get Sean Shelby. the fat guys get uh, uh, Joe Silva. So Joe knows my number, he can call me. I'd definitely fight CM Punk without now, a problem.
2: Yeah. How long do you think that fight would last, for real?
1: Uh, we probably get out of the first round because, you know, you want to toy with them a little bit and make it look good and make sure everyone has it, you know, gets gets their Guess popcorn, the and worth, gets, yeah. gets their money's worth, and then I'll... Just you know, put an elbow to the top of his forehead and take his arm home with me. I mean, you, not, you you wouldn't just you wouldn't just take him down and finish it. Even even if he's even if he's messing around with no no, you know I'm gonna talk a lot of crap right now. But let's right. the rally of it is is I'm no, gonna walk out there. I'm gonna throw a bomb. I'm gonna take him down to the ground, pass his guard, and you know put a forearm on his face and keep stomping on him until he quits. And we always quick as possible. Yeah, because it's all about making as much money as possible per minute. That's what it is. Right. You yeah. have a set amount of money you're gonna make for the fight if you win. Some amount of money you make for the fight if you lose. So you, the assumption is I'm gonna win. I am going to make all that money and. Less than three minutes, right. Then I made a lot of money per minute. I gonna tell my mom, Look what I make per minute, wow, more than, more than a doctor I should have been. But hey, you, but, but I mean, you're
2: like a chiropractor,
4: <laughs> but
1: you'd be a huge. I mean, look, I mean,
2: what you're 40 you're something is all right, 42, you'll be 42 yeah, but you're a huge name. Mm-hmm. So, CM Punk Frank Trigg, people would know Frank Trigg. They might I, actually, I don't
1: they, think, I don't think any commission would license it because he's O and O, and I've got over 30 fights, 30 professional fights, so I don't think they even though they'd you're 42. I don't think they let it. How old is how old is CM? He's not. He's, he's old too, I think He's right? like thirty eight or something, probably. Yeah, so he's over thirty. Over thirty five is the cut. At thirty five, you start doing more tests, and then at forty, you get more tests, like for the for the commissions. So I think like I'll have three or four more tests than he does. But I mean, I think he's still in that upper level, where well, they might not, they might not sanction it.
2: Now, what do you think of this? this uh, so last week, after we left, that you know they had that big meeting at the UFC where they announced mm-hmm. that now steroids are going
1: to be a four year ban. If you take if you get caught with PDs. maybe maybe maybe. Maybe it's a maybe. It's not. It's not a definite four year. It's they're gonna follow whatever WADA puts down. WADA's trying to make a decision whether they want to do two year or four year, and whatever they put down, they're gonna follow, and they're gonna ask the commissions to follow the same the same protocol. The UFC has a huge stick. They wield a lot of power when they come into commissions because they bring a lot of money. If they if they come in, you know, and that's always been the argument of going into New York. If we come into Madison Square Garden, we're bringing in. Was it $10 million plus in new revenue for that weekend that we're there? Like, we've been in your economy 10 million you weren't going to have. We go there twice a year. That's 20 million more just, just, for, just for New York City. Not for the state of New York. Just for New York City, we're doing that. in. So that's a lot of money. So they will the big sticks. So they go to the commission and go, look, we want you to follow the water protocol. We want you to follow whatever they state. If water says four years, it's four years. They say it's two years, it's two years. So they're trying to get everything established. And that's why they said. Have you ever July. got steroids?" Have I ever been popped for yeah. steroids? No, I have never failed a drug test every. And you never took steroids. Not when I was competing. No. No.
2: How many? How many guys do you know take? Like, I mean, you're you've been the best gymnast in the world, Extreme Couture. You've been in Silva's Jam. You've been that. How 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 prevalent is it?
1: It was when I think it was Access TV. It was uh, uh, Ken Shamrock and Dennis Hallman, like shows apart, like a couple shows apart, whatever. Said it was like eighty percent or fifty percent, whatever. It was. It's always been around ninety percent. It always has been. And now people are starting to realize. It is because all of a sudden you have, and we're talking about people look at it differently. You look at PDS, which are your steroids, and then you look at you know recreational drugs, which are all are illegal. You know, underneath underneath. And PDs. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be we awesome. talked about we talked the last time <laughs> I was on two weeks ago. We talked about you know, yeah. you know everyone you know doing you know you win a fight Mali, you're you do a bunch to, of coke so and a bunch of mileage. I mean that's just what it is. So there's this this thing of of. If you're if you're doing drugs at all and you're a professional athlete, you are illegal. So like you get guys like John Jones got coffee, coke, and then it wasn't so. And understand if you get caught, that's not the first time you're doing it. Yeah, like, of course. Of don't think so. Now you got Anderson Silva. We knew Diaz was gonna get popped for you know for weed. It was just it was really close though. He could have almost passed, but he didn't. That's the reality of it. Yeah. You're starting to get these guys are starting to get popped. That you're like, oh wow, like it's consistently now. And now all of a sudden Anderson Silva pops and fails. You're like, whoa, hold on a second. Yeah, that's a hero. This is a guy that yeah. that is a icon. This is a guy that for like that, three different types of stuff too. And he's getting blown out of the water. It, it's I, I'm sorry. Anderson, I know that you still have your 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 ability to go in front of the commission and and, and try to uh, appeal it, but unless you can find something wrong with how they took the the procedure, right? They didn't they didn't follow you right. They didn't watch you pee in the cup. did whatever it is. If there's something wrong with the procedure. Is the only way he's getting off this thing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get fined. He's gonna get he's gonna get whatever it is. A suspension. Whatever it is. Yeah. I'm I. Two sides of me are saying two different are saying two different things. One is saying that they're holding off the July to start this whole mass because they're waiting on Anderson to get his thing finished up and not have his suspension be a little bit less. But the other side of me is saying it's taking so long to get all the commissions on board with the water standard to find all the the testing warehouses. You know, because UFC knows where they're going. Even we may not know, but they know where they're going. So they're looking for the the closest place to the venue to get stuff submitted for for testing. Plus. All the fighters in the seven different, you know, in the in the three different continents, to make sure that close to them, they can get the right to the right uh, um, uh, lab for for analysis. That now with a guy like Anderson failing, you're going. Well, any, anybody is up. I told. I interviewed Johnny Hendricks this morning, and I said, "Look, Johnny, I've known you since you were 12. Like I've known you forever. Yeah, I've known him forever. I'm telling you, you're suspected to me now because if Anderson Silva can fail." <laughs> It's like sure. if, it's like if you if you popped hot like I my belief in the but do you think it might be this out.
2: Brazilian pride where he did, he didn't want to go out a loser so he he kind of went out and he, not he had a loser but off off a loss yeah. you know losing twice to Wybin. he's like I can't lose this next one I am a hero there's all these expectations I have to make sure I'm going to win and yeah. but now I'm you, sure I'm
1: sure there is part of that and that's what Johnny said too Johnny was like hey I, I hope that that that's what happened and he just wanted to come back fast and that's what happened but I. am I don't know. Like but, My but, assumption always is you fa- if you failed once, you've, you've gotten away with it a bunch of times before that.
2: Now, you, so, okay, that makes total sense. Now, you being part of the 10% of people that never took steroids, mm-hmm. but now, did, I mean, if I'm part of the 10% of people that's not doing stuff, and you're in the gym with people, like guys you're training with, you know are taking stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, how much did that affect you?
1: Well, remember, I wrestled internationally, and we were still trying to beat the Russians when the wall was still up. I mean, that's when, I, that's when I first started getting really hot in the wrestling was, in, you know, 90, 91, 92 is like that's when the Russians were just the wall was just starting to come down and we we're just starting to get stuff put together and like we really were battling them. My whole career of, of I remember the, all the old posters was Kenny Money and John Smith. Um, the eagle taking the heart out of the bear was the big hey. thing it was the Russian bear versus the American eagle and that was the, that was our, our process. We go overseas and we battle these guys and they were on. Government funded steroid projects. So you're battling against these guys who are getting funded by their governments, and we were getting tested, and we we, we weren't getting the only thing the government was funding was the tests to find out (laughs) if we were using or not. Have you
4: guys ever seen the footage
1: of East German female swimmers? Yeah, yeah. Now there's two of them are are men now. Uh, They took so many steroids.
4: steroids. Because the footage is. Hilarious!
1: No way! Yeah, yeah. because
4: it's all the other—it's these little girls getting ready to swim, and then these giant yeah. gorilla hybrid females just like oh, hulking g- their way into the water. So if you go back there must be some footage on YouTube. Look up East German swimmers <laughs> from
2: like 1985. I don't, see, I don't find that before. hot. I, like I mean, there's always,
1: To me, there's it like hilarious. nothing to do with looks. It's all about government pride.
2: But yeah. I'm saying, I mean, was, as far as the girls go, you ever meet a girl who's like super hot. Then she gets into fitness, and then she's slow she's it's getting more ish. more in shape and then her jaw yeah. and then you're just like dude what the what happened my, there a
1: lot of my friends or girls are, are current ibf pros or whatever i whatever the hell it is pros you know current pros or just retired and when they're in shape and they're competing on that day you're like wow that is that is some work to get in that shape that is some dedication that is some diet man you look great god you look good then you wait about 72 hours after they're done competing, you're like, whoa. Really? Well, yeah, dude, it's an immediate blow up, like immediate blow up. A lot
2: up, of them, when yeah. they get that shit, they grow beards, or they have beards, hair in their Beards, and pants, they have and
1: thumbs oof. in their pants. And now, do just, you, I remember yeah. the
4: first time I ever got a hair in my mouth from a nipple. It was
2: weird. <laughs> you remember your first time? Now, do you think steroids help? Uh, you, do you <laughs> wish that you, you would have taken roids for your fight with Bruce Buffer in the elevator? Or, or um... <laughs> I don't, if I don't know think, I don't think it would have helped. I don't think it would have helped. So he got into a yeah. – so, okay. So Bruce Buffer wrote him a book about how him and Frank came the blows in an elevator. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense to me being that Frank was one of the top five guys in the world at the time yeah. in fighting.
1: I was, I was third. I was third right then.
2: And, and Bruce, while, yeah. while looking good, yeah. uh, isn't really a fighter. I think he took some karate lessons. Boxing, you know, a little
1: bit of boxing too. A little boxing. Yeah.
2: but So would yeah. you tell us what happened?
1: I mean, here, here's the here's the actual here's the reality of the of the whole story. I don't know if you've ever been in an elevator before, but there's <laughs> maybe one. There's Dana White, Tom at the time is his bodyguard, and who's he's got a different bodyguard now. But Tom used to be a sheriff uh, in Vegas, retired from being a sheriff, and became Dana's right hand guy. Incredibly smart and not a bad gig. Quick, quick on the fucking draw too. That man yeah. you,
3: know.
1: <laughs> you didn't mess you around. All the guys on the uh, Goldberg, Buffer, and Trigg. Five men, five grown ass men in an in, elevator. In an I, elevator, yeah, in yeah. an elevator. So but understand, guys understand the size of an elevator. Like, I don't know where you guys go to elevators, yeah. but I'm telling you there's five guys in this elevator. So yeah. it's like the 13th, the 14th floor at the Hard Rock. It does. I don't know about you guys. It doesn't stop anywhere. It goes straight down to the bottom. So we're talking eight, nine, ten seconds maybe. Yeah. I'm talking to Dana. I'm, I'm not with the UFC at this point. I'm trying to get back in with the UFC. Dana's is, you know, up for a conversation about me coming back. I'm, like, trying to figure out do you want me – because he doesn't like my management team at the time. I'm like, hey, do you want me to do it directly? I'll do it with you directly and get it out of the way. Do you want my manager team to contact you and you, and I'll stay in the loop to make things, you know, be easier? Like, how do you want it to do? And Bruce literally, no bullshit, gets on his knees in the elevator and goes, wow, I love this watch. And he grabs Dana's wrist and he starts looking at his watch on, from his knees. Like he's on his knees in the elevator. Oh, my God, I love this watch. And he holds Dana's hand. And stands up. He's got, you know, he's like got a hand on his, like he's handshaking with one hand and grabs with the other so you can look at this watch. Now, watches, I get it because I'm a watch guy too. Dana had an incredible fucking watch on. It was a great watch. <laughs> so he stands up and now he's having this conversation right in the middle of me trying to figure out a way to come back to the UFC, which I am desperately trying to do. Right. And I do the one thing you're never supposed to do to, I guess, I found out later you're not supposed to do this, to a, uh, a ring announcer is chop him in the throat. <laughs> and I fucking chopped him as hard as I could right in the throat. Really? I'm like, Bang! I'm having a conversation here. Wait ten seconds, well, and yeah. so he's like, Whoa, you "Can't chop a man in the throat and you know, use his voice." For, uh, That's Wait, So you like karate chopped him in the no, throat? A little, okay. No. okay yeah. Oh, up! So you went from, from your? No, I went from went from my le- use my left hand, went yeah, from my left yeah. hip up into his throat. You okay, like come the,
4: come the departed.
1: Yes. Uh, yes yeah. Yeah. Him in the departed. Yeah. In the, in the deli, yes. In the yes. Go. In the throat. Great. You guys have great. I gotta guess at my movie stuff. You guys are great. <laughs> um, so we. We, now, mind you, this is 10 seconds, like from top to bottom. So, this story is way longer than right. how it actually happens. So, he's like, You can't tell a man to throw his voice. I'm like, You're a ring announcer. Who cares? <laughs> and I go back and I start talking to Dan again. And Dan's like, Dana, like, Now wants to get out of the way. And Tom, you know, kind of angles Dan into the corner. So, because right, right. Bruce, now you can tell he's starting to get amped up and red in the face because now I'm embarrassing him in front of Goldberg, Dana, is his boss. Dana's bodyguard was Goldberg and, announcing what was happening. While nah, I the, wish that. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, go so, on. so he's he's uh, uh, he's feeling disrespected as he yeah. should at this point because he's feeling like he's in the right. I'm feeling like I'm in the right. So he punches me and he goes and like punches me in the stomach, and I'm like, "You really want to get into this?" So I crack him in the chest, and then I turn back around and he hits me again. I'm like, "So Dana, so Dana's I think Dana says." Oh, it's going to be like one of those kind of nights. And know mind you, I'm in a T-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. Like, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was coming from Goldberg's room. I went up to Goldberg because at the time, uh, uh, we still are. Goldberg and I were really close friends up there. Had a, had a couple shots of vodka in his room and, came, and were coming downstairs. And I was yeah. going to say goodbye. Now, were you go hitting
2: home. him hard, like trying to knock no, him out? No, no, no. I'm just... not
1: hitting him in the face. We're not doing face shots. You're just or messing around with him. So I have a big diver's watch on. Yeah, swatch a swatch diver's watch with a big with a big fishbowl face on it and a big metal bracelet. Most of the watches I wear now have metal bracelets on because I sweat so much. And I don't like leather, so I'm always wearing his metal bracelet. Well, he's right-handed, I'm left-handed, so as he's punching with the right, I'm punching him with my left. It's like maybe three punches thrown total, four punches thrown total, but he starts to throw. I'm like, well, this is just dumb, so I'm going to stop him from <laughs> punching. So I go to catch his hand as he punches me. He slides down my metal bracelet and tears his thumb open. Ah. Yeah. Oh. So he has, and he has this. this he'll tell you, he like, I have a four hundred dollars silk shirt on. It, that's his thing. And so he he tore the thumb flap back on his on his thumb, and he has to go get uh, a uh, 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 stitches done. So now, mind you, we get down, and he walks out, and he says something like, "You know, I'm tougher than Matt Hughes, right? I'm like, I'm better, I'm, you know, I, hit, I hit your harder than Matt Hughes, or something like that." Was he it was, joking? It was no. It's like he was being serious, like it's something <laughs> weird like that. So then he goes in, and 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 we part ways, whatever. And he and God bless him because. He goes, he goes, and I saw the photo, so I know this is 100% true. He goes and gets his stitches in his thumb, wraps it up, comes back, and goes out that night. So he it, goes it, to the it? hospital, comes back out, and he's got – he's out running around with some of the you know the, 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 some of the best-looking model guys and girls that I've, I've seen in a while in Vegas at the time. Yeah. He was, like, running around with all of them. And then, like, years later, the, the book comes out where he jumps on me and puts a Rinnick, a choke on. And I'm like, guys – we're in a five grown ass men in an elevator. How are you jumping on my back? <laughs> There's no space for you to jump on my back unless I literally go turn around backwards, give you my back, yeah, bend down for you to but jump you on. Yeah, yeah. But you did hit Come him on. first.
2: But you did hit him. He was okay. He was checking out his watch, and you did neck chop
1: him. Yeah, chop him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which which yeah. was not. I mean, that kind of was not uncalled for. No. No, it was completely called for. It's- completely called for. You're in a meeting with George Greenberg at Fox. You're yeah. in a meeting with George Greenberg. You're literally in an elevator with George Greenberg, and he's about to give you a double pay raise for what you're doing now, give you more work, and double the money for the next stuff you're going to do. And you're in the middle of, yes, my guy will call you. I have, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll get this whole thing done. And I jump in the middle of it and start a new conversation with him and stop your conversation right in the middle of you getting off your dad's couch. I probably wouldn't neck chop you. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> fucking would. You would
2: neck chop the oh, shit man. out of me. I'm not it neck chopping you. No offense, I, dude. Move. I may be like, hey, man, I'm <laughs> trying to have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. The
4: punishment <laughs> doesn't exactly fit the crime. <laughs> <laughs> when you, I, when I, you neck I, chop somebody? I like... used words first, like, uh, excuse me, we're <laughs> having a... But, but I guess, I guess to Frank Trigg, a, a throat yeah. chop is the equivalent to saying, excuse me. And he wants a fight. He does want a fight. Yeah. And he wants to show, I'm ready.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm ready to fight. Look, I'll fight Bruce Buffer right here. Bam, neck chopping.
4: him. I'm
1: in.
2: Depart, yeah. motherfucker. Wait, it's <laughs> my turn. Wait, so Bruce is so on Bruce's book. He said he rear naked
1: choked you. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> fucking silly. I know rear <laughs> naked. Do an elevator. Adorable. I mean, come on, come on, guys. Let's, let's not be it. silly. I mean, but you know, now now when when this airs, is, Bruce is going to be like, you, can "Hit you up." And then you know, come on, I'm really, you know, let me come back in and tell my side of the story. And yeah, right. Which like, okay, is, all right, Bruce, come on in. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep selling books. We'll yeah. keep selling books for you. I, it's, it. I think it's in chapter thirteen <laughs> or something silly. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to. It's going to be one of those re, you know,
4: re-released with new new information. Yes. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to write the, an what's updated it? Not the version,
1: not the Ford. What is it when you write the when it, somebody writes the. like you have like uh, Dan Gale write your forward but then you write somebody else writes the what's the thing called at the end of the book not the end notes, but there's, uh, some, oh, somebody God. writes something to backflap or whatever. The afterword, the epilogue. The afterword, yeah, yeah. yeah. When right. someone goes and writes the, the afterword, we can update yeah. the afterword. Well, no, after it was over, did Gopro go, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's what he does during sex. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah. That's how he comes.
2: It's <laughs> all
4: over. Oh, by the way, I love it when you do your impression of Bruce Buffer. He sounds uh, just like um, Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, you cut my hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I know,
1: right? Okay, like, I don't
4: no respect at all.
1: Uh, uh, I'm not very good at impressions. Like I'm horrible. So I, my, That's my go-to is <laughs> Frank, Frank's actually a really funny guy. He did stand up. He opened for me in Vegas one time. Oh, nice! Yeah, hey. uh, it, was, it was. It's. I'm still in that. The problem with my comedy at, at live show is that I'm still in that commentator mode where I don't care if you give me a reaction or not because I can't hear you when I'm sitting at the commentating booth. I can't it, hear the people at yeah, home right now.
2: It was his huh. first show ever. Yeah. Remember your first show ever? Oh yeah. In, in a Vegas crowd in front of 200 people. Was this at the ballies? Yeah, at Bally's yeah. He just yeah. gets up and then and then I'm like at the end he's like kind of beating. I'm like, dude. It's like saying, "Hey, Adam, uh, hey, I I, I, I want to train. Jump uh, in the ring. No practice. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the octagon and see how you do. The valleys in Vegas. Get on stage. Let's see how
1: you do against Dennis Dennis Hallman in your first fight ever without. Yeah. Any,
2: like I mean, come on. It, it's, it made, I no,
1: had fun. I loved it. I had a great time. You, you, yeah, you but a, I mean, my my timing is bad, and I got to get my rhythm down better. Like I got to remember that, like when there's no, I have a mic in my hand. Yeah. But I'm not calling a fight. I'm it was your
2: first show ever. Down,
1: you had never done yeah. an
2: open mic. Never that it was yeah, your nothing. first show. I mean, you, you did amazing. Actually, you know, I actually I teach stand up
4: workshops. If you want to, Oh, you do. Yeah, if you want to for, yeah. yeah, for free, good. So yeah,
1: for free, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Good. That would be amazing. <laughs> if, if it's for free, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so we're going to call Sarah McMahon right now. Uh, Sarah's coming off a tough loss to Misha Tate. Yeah, heck of a fight, though. Yeah. Fight. I think she should have. She should have won. She should have won. Yeah. She had Misha
1: trains, you know, in my camp at Couture's in Vegas, and I thought Sarah was going to win. And uh Misha proved me wrong. She went out there and so we're
2: going to talk to her right now, and then we also have James Krause on the show. Marina wants to call in. I love Marina. She's like, where is
1: she? She's she's working, is she, but she, is she's she working like,
2: with she's working, but she's like, can I please call in? She, 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 <laughs> she misses the. And how am I going to say? I'm not going to say no. no. Of course. course, course. She's scared
1: of me. Her. She don't want to come in because she knows going to be in the studio. She has this thing for me she now. She does. So. I, say, I think she, you secretly. She likes wrong.
2: ball guys with beards. I actually, yeah. Fighters.
1: I swear yeah. to God, hey, that's you actually. You got a tugboat
2: and you are in, my man. So we are. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about UFC Fight Night that happened last night as well as well. As we're going to talk about UFC 184, give our predictions. We're going to talk about Mayweather-Pacquiao, UFC 187. We got we got a lot of shit to cover. First, we're going to call Sarah McMahon. Thank you, Evan the Beard, and uh, stick with us. So we have the beautiful, talented, strong, amazing fighter Sarah McMahon is on the line. You're here with the uh, the Greg Wilson, the comedian, and Frank Trigg.
1: Hey, Sarah. Uh
2: hello
0: how's it going
2: good how are you doing
0: I'm pretty good I'm just getting ready for practice
2: nice nice now are you practicing with uh, Marcelo still or
0: no no I'm uh, back in South Carolina so I'm going to Revolution Martial Arts nice and I'm doing their geek class
2: nice now, now where, where in South Carolina
0: it's in Spartanburg South Carolina
2: how far is that from Myrtle Beach
0: Ooh, that's like four
2: and a half hours, unfortunately. Uh, damn! I have I have a show at Myrtle Beach. I was gonna, I was gonna invite you to come. So uh, now, now, Sarah, your your last fight was. Uh, it was a it was a great fight. It was probably the best fight of the night. Uh, it was an awesome fight. Incredible fight. Um, you you came off on like the wrong end, but it was a very close fight. You, I think you had you had Misha hurt in the first. Were you surprised by Misha's yeah. durability? And what would you do differently if you were a fighter again? T- 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 tell us about that fight.
0: Um. Okay. So. I wasn't surprised that um, I heard her on the seat. My striking has been like, I've always had uh, a lot of power from, you know, like developing a lot of strength and explosiveness from wrestling. So that wasn't really surprising to me. And um, this camp, I like definitely heavily focused on my striking. I thought it would be a a really good uh, area to exploit. And um, I think that if I could change something, uh, which it's just, I mean, like, it's just a cage experience, which would be mm. coming in a little bit more calm and composed. Um, you know, I talked with my coaches about it, uh, Cody Freeland and Bill Nurse. And if I could have just, you know, shuffled in slowly, you know, and been a little bit more composed at, when she got hurt, um, I would have been able to, you know, finish the fight then. So yeah. definitely something to work on. But I mean, that's kind of just, uh, that happens, you know, from getting from having a lot of fights under your belt, and you can't hit people and hurt them like that in practice, or you really shouldn't. <laughs> you don't really get as much experience, experience with that.
2: Do you, I mean, do you think a part of you, like, um, do you think a part of you, uh, were you were, were you surprised by her her ability to kind of take your punch and then kind of come back in the second and third?
0: Um, no, I, I mean she's she was uh, after the first few exchanges. You know, like she was not trying to engage as much. She was definitely backing up more. So I didn't know if that was a um, – I didn't know she was hurt. And then I also didn't know if that was a strategy because sometimes it's easier to uh, take people down if you get them kind of drawn into you rather than chasing the takedown. So um, – You know, like guess I wasn't um, – you know, she she took the punches, but she definitely did not seem to like them at
2: all. So yeah, no, <laughs> no. I mean, you were. You, I mean, I thought the, I, I thought you were going to finish her in the first. I, I really thought that, and you know, I wasn't surprised because you have ridiculous. You have good power for a you know a one thirty five or girl. I mean, you you have, you have exceptional power. Um, do you think yeah, maybe? Yeah, I'm just as shocked as you. Seriously, like, uh, I
3: feel like I hit hard, but honestly,
0: when it came back out, and like I had that that kind of power, I thought, okay, I can I can hit more accurate and, you know, maybe get a knockout by hitting the right spot. But, you know, like really after that fight, I was like, oh my God, I am just gonna stand and absolutely clobber people now. Like no <laughs> it I can like, hit that hard. I am going to I'm gonna Hulk smash. And that's basically my technique. I try to be so much more technical, but I'm kind of a Hulk smash.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm Sarah this is trick talking. I'm I'm telling you right now from experience, don't fucking do that. Because all wrestlers get into that getting that mindset of, hey, you can't take me down, screw you. I'm just gonna punch in the head as hard as I can eventually and we all get beat somehow. It's just do what you okay. do best. Hit her hard, take him down, and then hit him hard again later on the ground. Like you gotta But my my biggest question is Misha was hurt. She was she's durable. We all know that. She's gonna find a way to come back. We get that. She was on the ropes. You could have put her out easily in that first round. It seemed like what did you see, because you're obviously there. We're just on at home on the couch watching it, you know, yelling at you. What did you see that was like, okay, I got to slow down a little bit. I got to back off because it looked like to us, wait when you got on top of her, that, okay, this is it. We're four or five punches away. Well, yeah.
0: Um, I, she did a good job of just tying me down. I really was trying to uh, – um, you know, get my hands free, but also like I have uh, a problem of losing people's hips sometimes. Whenever I throw too much, too frequently,
3: mm.
0: so um, I really kind of worked on being able to like throw into elbow, but then also keep control of their hips. I don't lose the the position. You know, like it's a kind of a fine balance. But that's another thing too of not having as much experience. It's the right. same thing in wrestling when you break somebody. If you're not experienced at breaking people you know, in a ton of competition. I, I couldn't smell blood in the water as well. You know, if I, um, when I got on top, I didn't realize that I was like that close to the, to the point. I thought that I'd kind of wet, um, she'd weathered the storm and she started to get her composure back. So, you know, like that's something that, you know, the, the more I'm out there and the more that I can experience that, the more I can say, okay, I know I am just a, a couple of punches away. And I've gone back and watched video of guys that, that, ended fights that way from like a nice hit and then you know smart ground and pound and not getting tangled up and not letting the guy survive it and i've I've seen other people survive it too so um that's what basically i've just been looking at like what what positions they prefer to be able to stop it um you know how the pace that they went of their strikes to be able to finish it so things like that just a Make sure I can capitalize on, on such an awesome opportunity. Do you think
2: maybe? Uh, think, do you think maybe you're too nice? I mean, I hate to say it, but it, like, but I like I, I, I look at you, and you're such a beautiful person, honestly. And I'm not just saying that like physically. Yeah, you're a pretty girl, obviously, great but You know, you're married, okay. <laughs> but but also, but you uh, but you also go to third world countries in Indonesia. You you help feed ch- starving children. Uh, you help build houses for people. You know, you travel the world. You're kind of this hippie girl. You are not you know I'm a a very material girl. You you hang out, you 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 walk around with flip flops and bare feet. Do, do you think do you think maybe you like you're just too nice? I'm absolutely not too nice.
0: Not when it comes to being in the cage. Like it uh like I've always been a nice person even wrestling, but you know, like there's everybody has different sides of them and um and most people maybe they don't like to admit it if they're in a combat combat sport, but there is a side to them that enjoys beating and breaking other people like, and, and I'm no different. So I can kind of separate that at two different aspects of my personality, but make no mistake at all when I'm in there and I make those connections and hit people. And whenever, you know, like I work and get a submission and I'm completely controlling someone's body and they give up. That is a great feeling to me. So, um, there's, I mean, and you have to be a certain kind of person to enjoy that. So I have, I have a very mean, ruthless side too. So, all right. And uh, anybody who's ever you know crossed me or threatened you know that. my daughter's safety, they they see that side and they definitely do not like it. So
2: and I remember last time you were on the show, I asked because I know that your your husband is, is a, was a wrestler, is a wrestling coach, and I, I asked you if, oh. if sometimes you have a tough time determining who gets top and bottom during sex because <laughs> you don't like to be on your back, and and then your husband hit me up on Twitter and made and he made uh, me and he said that he was on top. Is that is that true? Well, uh, I'm not
0: with them anymore. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: Really? You guys are real. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I had no, no idea. No, no,
0: no. No, I didn't. I, I keep things private, so I'm not really, when people don't I, know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. So I am do not know. I got to
1: jump in. Are you dating anybody right now? Are you seeing anybody? Do I have a shot again? Am I what? Are you, are you dating anybody? Are you seeing anybody? Do, do, do we have a shot No, do we have a shot no.
0: I'm not
1: seeing anybody um, <laughs> I'm just trying of... I'm just trying to sneak myself back in that's all I want to do just want to be by Sarah McMahon again that's all I'm trying to do really? have you ever have you ever hit on her back the day? Uh, no no I never the thing with Sarah is like it's funny because when we tour together and train together sometimes and be around each other I never would hit on her because I had so much respect for how she trained she trained she's one of the first real women that I met that trained just as hard as the men and wasn't in it just because she was kind of good at something in her little small town. She really wanted to be the best and it showed if you go and look at her, her storied career. So I never hit on her. I said one of those girls. Yeah, I just Yeah, and away.
0: actually like um, in most of the gyms I go to, that's the case too. Like I, I won't find out until like way later that like um, you know, somebody likes me, but they would never, ever come on to me while I was practicing. And, you know, like they probably would have, made, they think and tell that they would have gotten like a very dirty look or, you know, so I'm yeah. there to train. so I'm not there. You, you, you have to wait. people that are in there to find a, a boyfriend and the people who are there to be serious.
1: Though. It's tough to find the right time to, to hit on a girl like Sarah. I mean, to be honest, and it's got to be lonely for her. <laughs> I mean, I know it's, it sounds, but you, it's got to be lonely because... You're around guys all the time. You're like, wow. I'd like to be. I like to be oh, hit on. Like people like being hit on. People like be- yeah. realizing they're attractive. I don't think. I don't but... think. Sarah
0: no, would, no. Would I like... get. I. I get a lot of enjoyment of like. I'm almost like kicking in as like one of the guys. So like I get like a lot more out of like becoming friends and joking around. But truthfully, um, it's almost like a, a weeding itself uh, out process because only guys who are like pretty assertive, pretty bold. You know, like. Kind of like stronger type of personality mm-hmm. will be like, well, you know, I don't care, I'm going to hit on her, and that and that's a, typically the type of guy that I would go for, anyways. Not like a yeah, a guy who's too scared to to go for it, you know. Like so I, like, Sarah, if we, if we if we hook up,
2: would you wear your medal? Like if we ever like if we ever had like hooked up like during like you know.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. No, that would probably be
2: a little too weird. No, all right, okay. I've just I'm just said, how, how awesome would that be? She's what? a silver medalist that'd in the hot. Olympics. That would be amazing. Tell you, me let you let wouldn't... be on top, and it's just, like, dangling in your face. Oh, that would be amazing.
4: Championship in your face. Be the, I'd be into
2: it. That would be the closest I ever came
4: to. I don't think so. I don't think The closest you ever came. <laughs>
1: <'Cause> closest <I laughs> ever came <laughs> <laughs> That's The <that's>, I am sorry, <laughs> sir. We took us the wrong path, but it's just... Uh, no, that's okay. I'm around perfect. Well, because, no, we... You guys don't. Well, the last... I was on I was on the podcast two weeks ago, and this is the thing I have about women's MMA. I don't like it because it's still in that fetish stage where a lot of guys watch it because two hot chicks beating up on each other.
4: But not just because yeah. it's two hot chicks beating well, up. It's just an
2: added component.
4: Yeah, I, like, I disagree. Like I,
2: I, I just, You know what it is? For me personally, though, Frank, I coach wrestling. I coach girls wrestling. I coach guys wrestling. To me, I, I don't look at it as that at all. I, I think it's funny. You're the coach. I, I also think – no, but you know, I'm talking about even watching when i on May. It's funny to make a joke when a girl like Felice Herrig is, is fighting a Paige Van Zandt of, oh, these chicks are hot or blah, 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 blah. Or like the loser is going to be the guy sitting in front of me. I, I mean you can, there's, a lot of jokes, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes to be made. <laughs> you know? However, when it comes down to it, I, I think that you're overestimating the ap- amount of guys that are really getting off to to women's MMA. I, I, I do,
0: right, Sarah? Well I you know, I don't and I don't think do it any different. Like I'm around girls and I hear how they talk about the guys. And guys are out yeah. there just wearing these tight little spandex shorts and, you know, girls can be just as crude as the guys. So and it is a sport that that's is. showing the skin and you know the way so. in like you're taking your clothes off. It's almost like a little strip tease. Like so I mean it, so they, so, so, you, so I'm, you've I'm seen really the
1: promotion you, for the men's swimsuit edition. To so Sarah, you've seen the, the the swimsuit, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition for men. Then that they're that they're promoting right now, right?
2: No, but but so that's, you've that's seen so you've seen
1: so you've seen the fact be that awesome. that they
2: can have that beautiful <laughs> little song. So the, <laughs> it, so you've seen
1: so you've seen gold. the fifteen thousand posts of Sarah flexing when she makes weight of her abs. That's been that's been photoshopped and rephotoshopped. But that's I have the exact same the exact same pose. And a smart. She's wearing boy shorts. I have bikini bottoms on. You're talking, and not one person has photoshopped that to anything else. You were naked. Have, you were
2: naked in Playgirl. Okay. And no,
1: and they've only, and all they did in photoshopped that one is photoshopped my dick out of it. So, so really, like, what do you? What? So you're talking about you're talking about no. it not being a fetish. You're crazy. You're nuts. Uh, there's always a and in every
2: in everything. There's going to be a, there's always going to be creeps and every in anything. Yeah. Uh, there are, there are creeps that yeah. people that there but guys who go. Oh, people, and, you know.
0: And there's three creeps. On phone. I mean, like yeah, there's a reason why a bubble gum ad will have like a girl in a bikini on it, yeah. or a, That's right. you know, like Damn um, straight. you know, like a fast food restaurant will have some beautiful girl eating a sandwich, you know, on the beach. And I mean, it so it's MMA is like really no different. I think that you know, like we're we're athletes, we're in great shape, you know, like, we'd go out there in a super aggressive, you know, a kind of unique atmosphere for, especially for females, but it's a very, like, very manly thing watching two guys fight, you know, I can see why it would appeal to either
1: sex. How are you, how are you doing with your daughter and all all this, like, explaining it to her? Because I know it's got to be tough, because she's at that age now where she, she knows what mommy does, she sees what mommy, you know, I want to be like mommy, you know, but then she has to see mommy's opponents. You're totally different than the other group, you know, so how is it? teaching her like this is what i do
0: well actually i use things for learning lessons like i I came home and she's like mom why did you only win one round instead of winning two (laughs) rounds you know i was like you know i was like i just tried the best that i could i said remember when i talked about you know because she's ultra competitive so i was like you can't win everything you just do the best that you can you know and then um another time like her little friend was like Oh, you had an amazing, or you did great in your fight. And my daughter turns around, she's like, you did great in the first part of your fight. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did, oh, she, did
2: she Did she ask you why you stepped over the wizard in the third round <laughs> no <laughs> no she didn 't why did but you know do that what? honestly so get to that point
0: but why she hates I, losing and she hates me losing so. but why
2: did you I mean honestly sir, I have to ask you this because I, I, I mean you 're a girl who 's a silver medalist in wrestling the highest level you, you 've accomplished more than ninety nine point nine billion people times a billion in wrestling. Misha had a wizard. But you you, you you stepped over the back, which is like wrestling 101. What were you thinking? Just- no, no,
0: no. If you if you watch some wrestlers, you can see that <laughs> if they are tipped to the balance point, which if the cage wasn't in the way, if I could have thrown a cross-bodied leg in and drove in with my hips better, I would have taken her back. So, uh... yeah, it was definitely an, an error on my part because her hips were uh, higher than my hips. But if I'd been able to secure it, it would have been brilliant. Uh, okay. You're right. You're right. And I'm not used to the cage being in the way. And truthfully, when I, when I did that throw, I honestly expected just to bump her hips and, and her to square up with me and us to stay on our feet. I didn't like um, – usually when, when you come in for a hip toss against somebody who has a wrestling background, you as you're coming in with your hips, they're already moving their hips off of, you, of, of it. You know, like I really expected to bump it. So I was kind of su- caught off guard that I was able to, and I thought, well, when we land, if I can step over
3: and, mm. and secure yeah, yeah.
0: either mount or take her back, but I didn't have the right hip pressure, and they weren't high enough. So, Ah,
2: gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. That I was, I was Okay. All right. That makes total...
0: I, I like but it, it And it was taking a risk. It really was. Like, I, I kind of maybe just got a little too greedy with mm. the position.
2: Okay. Okay. Listen. All right. Okay, listen. You're going to come back. I know you will. You're a champ. You, it, it, it wasn't like you got hurt in the fight. You know, uh, no, no. It's I came like, out
0: pretty. I had a um, a little knot on my forehead and a little shiner. I get a shiner in every single fight. <sighs> I can get punched one time and I'll come out with a shiner.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. But but you didn't get hurt. So I mean, even even in the Ronda fight where where, where you got that knee to the, to the to the rib cage, it wasn't like you inflicted any kind of brain damage or you you just got you just got the wind knocked out of you. This one you just got dominated. Yeah. So you're losing, but you're not getting hurt. You know, so
0: yeah, and wrestlers are able to control people's body well enough. Uh, I think a lot of times to not get too injured. But like Frank said, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to take your advice. Um, is that you know if we can, if we don't start to just stand up and strike with people, we can control a lot of that to protect ourselves. So, and I think it increases the longevity of it. But maybe I won't get in there and trade with people, but I am going to hurt them. Well, I'm the, going to get
1: a knockout. Here's the other thing, it. too, Sarah. For me, it. for me, listening to to what you've said and watching the fight a couple different times, knowing now that you have the striking ability that you do on your feet, you don't have to worry about holding their hips anymore. You can punch the crap out of them on the ground. If they get away, so be it. They can't take you down, and you can hit them again. Yeah. And then you can take them down when you want yeah. to. So if you get that first takedown, in my opinion, you'll talk to Phil, you'll talk to, to Marcelo, you'll talk to everybody else, and you'll kind of formulate. In my opinion. Be conservative. The first takedown, like the the first striking sequence to takedown. And once you take them down, you're like, oh, that was easy. Now you know, I I can do this to this girl all day long. I'm going to punch the crap out of her. She gets away. So what? I'll take her down again. And trust me, you keep taking somebody down two, three times in a round, they're going to quit come the second round because they're exhaustive and trying to keep you off them. And then you'll be able to knock them out way easier in the end. You'd be surprised. My submission game was really, really good long before anybody ever saw it because I was w- wasting guys and getting them so tired they would quit. I wasn't hitting them hard enough to knock them out. I don't have that kind of power, not like the power that you have. I was hitting guys, and they were just like, "I'm tired of getting hit. I'm tired of, of being taken down." And they were just quitting. They were just physically fatigued. Now you can hit somebody hard; they'll come up and make a mistake and try to lunge in. They'll run right into your hand and fall down face first, and that will be beautiful. Yeah.
3: So who
0: do you want? And fight? I'm actually like I've worked on uh, a lot on being able to strike while backing up. That's like a, a very good survival thing um, in rooms with
2: boys who are pretty fast. So who do you who do you want to fight next, Sarah?
0: Oh crap! I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, like I know that um, like Alexis Davis has Sarah Kaufman, but you know she's like one of the top five girls. So I'd love to to fight her. I think that would be a super exciting fight because she's a brawler. But um, you know, like I always just want top ten girls. You know, I know that's like super greedy of me because there's only so many of them, and they have to kind of fight other girls too. But. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm one of the older girls in the division, so I think I should get a little bit of leeway like that. They've got probably longer careers, so they can wait and fight each other later. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Makes so,
2: and, and, and like, sense. And, and now that you're a single milf on the prowl, are are, are you looking for? A, are, are I mean, could, I'm
0: not on the prowl. I'm you know, not on the prowl. I don't. I pretty much just do what I love to do, and I'll be taking care of my daughter, and then are I you just, coming? Like, I think, are you co-
1: are you coming things, to LA this
0: week? Things happen if they happen. Right. Am I what?
1: Are you coming to LA this week for the fights? Uh
0: no, I'm actually Damn. not
1: gonna. Uh, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not. be here. I was hoping to come in. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I'm trying. to got this whole scam going on in my head now. I'm just trying. Sarah, to. Frank
2: has a girlfriend, right? <laughs> and what they do is they pick out other hot it's girls. Not what
1: we do. And then it's... they
2: take them home. But it might be good for you because that way you don't have to get no committed to them. You could just go and hook up with Frank and his girl. Not kidding. That's... But,
0: Yeah, I just got out of like an eight and a half year relationship, like not really like super interested in jumping back into I am the, I am the I would perfect i
1: rather just have fun yep I am the perfect rebound I am the perfect non-fun <laughs> rebound guy perfect I would <laughs> say every
4: rebound, woman I slept, the world. every woman that ever slept with me did it out of revenge <laughs> <laughs> women don't choose me you want to piss off your ex-husband let, you sleep let, with the Greg Wilson like, let me <laughs> be that guy yes. Yes. yes he will look at you and be like how could you let him
2: we should do a dating show where it's like uh, us us three competing for like the the, yes. the, the, the MMA oh, bachelorette which um, Sarah McMahon, it's, it's Adam, Frank. Frank,
1: and Greg, and we all compete. We can
0: have a whole tournament. You yeah. guys can fight it
1: out. Oh, I think Frank would win. but, oh, I, no, but it'd be I, different. We do different things, you know. but ultimately at the end of the day, I'm killing all of you. I'm all of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I, even if I lose, I'm still winning. It just doesn't matter.
3: Yeah. Listen,
4: if you want a guy you can easily like, break, I'm the guy. That technique I was, showing, I was talking about, Sarah, this is how you
3: do it.
2: <laughs> you want to uh, break Greg Wilson? I would, I would pay to see Sarah go out with D. Greg Wilson. Oh, man. That would be the funniest date of all time. I bet you make her laugh. I'm
4: very confident. I'm confident, like, with my personality, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, but, I mean, you know, if you wanted to break me, it wouldn't be that much of a challenge. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you decided I, you didn't like something I was doing, you'd be like,
2: Krink. okay, good night. Yeah, honestly, I think, honestly, I think that you need a, a, a comedian right now. I, I, on, think so. I think that's what you need. A comic that you can go out with and you know.
1: that comes into town you only have to see him like once every month she would scare me it, her, har-
2: her, Sarah's arms are so big her shoulders are so jacked oh my god <laughs> Get, getting a handy you'd rip off my I swear to god <laughs> You, you would rip it And th- throw it See, it's, somewhere It's so
1: weird How you're saying that Out of disgust And I'm just getting turned on It's so strange <laughs> <That would> be, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm kidding sir I'm kidding I'm, no, I'm not really be, I That, I that would be terrible <laughs> no. That would be terrible I
0: get picked on like Every single day By all the guys in my gym So you're, you're not totally <laughs> used to
1: Really? can hurt my feelings Oh yeah She has <laughs> got a bunch of pervs Every time I interview her She's like oh yeah Like off before you start the interview She's like oh yeah Just It's like her, her group of guys she hangs out with her friends like her really close friends are all perverted they're all like, oh, of course super super yeah. psycho nuts and she sees the worst of it because she's like the yeah. hot chick and it's like this whole thing oh it's a, she's I the hot imagine. cool chick that can kick
2: their ass yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Oh, break me so, well listen Sarah uh, it was a pleasure having you on the show um, I am a fan for life I don't oh, think I don't, I don't think people realize how great of a girl you are. And, uh, and I mean, um, honestly, she goes to Indonesia and builds homes for, yeah. for for homeless people. Listen,
4: dating me would be charity. <laughs>
2: I <Is that laughs> think we all agree that <laughs> you, you're such a good person, and and you're you're a winner at life. I mean, so. Uh, but before we yeah. let her
1: go, though, I need to apologize oh. for two things to, to Sarah. One, I'm apologize right now for when this. this in the, this podcast airs, you're going to get hit up all the time. And I apologize for making that happen. <laughs> and two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apologize for any drunk texting that I, I do with you anytime between now and the next year and a half. So just some <laughs> apologies And okay. any of those photos that come out? I
0: post them on social media. You know, if, like if, I you photo, times, if I send you a photo,
1: if I send you a photo, it's not me unless you like it but it's me yes yeah, <laughs> okay. if
0: you have any if you have any tattoos that are identifiable in the picture sorry
1: for your luck hey, it's, it's already been out there like everyone's already seen it yeah, so everyone, ever, everyone's seen his
2: his, uh, his half black penis I'm not worried and, about and, it and it's a it's it's quite the
0: Do you like a lot of Bush or uh, trimmed? He down? has it he has tattooed your name so he can hit on girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I have your name tattooed on
3: Tina. <laughs> see? And everybody wonders why we like her. See how yeah. you
4: know these guys that, see how the guys I'm around have corrupted me.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I think it. they made you better.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Improvement. They've
4: improved all of your game.
2: Well, yeah. well, thanks for coming on the show, Sarah, and have a great week and uh, good luck with everything.
0: Awesome, thank you. Take care. Bye.
2: All right, so that was Sarah McMahon. Single now.
4: Single. I I love the second, like, it went from, like, a really traditional interview, and then she said she was no longer with her husband, and the wheels just
1: shot right off. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) So let's go. You you never want to disrespect the husband that that you don't ever see.
2: Yeah, of course.
1: But uh, I definitely disrespect the next boyfriend. (laughs) Disrespect.
2: I so we're going to try Marina Pennies. Shafir. Marina actually uh, couldn't be with us today, but she's she's like, hey, can I call in? I'm like, Fuck why it. why can't she be with us? She she's, uh, she's she's training or she's working or she's got something. Hold on, she still works. Yeah, she she did. She doesn't have a lot of fights. She doesn't have a lot of fights. She only had two pro fights. So so you got to pay those bills every month.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought she had some rich boyfriend or something that lived in New York, you know, driving uh, big cruise ships or something. Yeah,
2: he's, he but she still works. Works at a, at a, a barista every uh Every, like, I think five days a week she works. Shut up! Really? Yeah. See. So what she really needs is a sugar daddy. Um, yeah, probably. Well, I don't think she needs that. She probably likes working. So we're gonna try to call Marina right now.
4: Me. I feel like you look at me like you're everything I don't want my son to be.
1: <laughs> I look at you, Adam. you're everything I want my daughter to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's,
4: funny. That's why she's going to wind up dating a guy like me. Yep. Just to drive you nuts.
1: Fucking eight. Now he's ready. Nobody likes you, Adam.
2: Hey, this is Marina. I'll leave a message. I'll All right, call let's leave the message on our thing. Don't, don't, don't hang up.
0: At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options.
2: Hey, Marina, what's up? It's Adam Hunter. Uh, we're on the podcast right now on your answering machine. Yeah, we're just leaving you a sweet little message. I uh, hope you're doing well and you're training hard. You're, you're definitely missed. You are. I mean, we never got a chance to explore whether or not you wore a bra last week. Yeah, yeah. Greg does
1: not think that you wear a bra on the show. I don't
4: think you do. I, I want to know. Frank, what do you what?
1: think? Do you, does it matter?
4: It doesn't matter. I mean, I think it's sexier if you're not.
1: Really? Do your boobs look good without the bron. There's
4: that, little, that she, little. She
2: doesn't think she has the biggest boobs. She, she's actually think she thinks she has small boobs.
4: Right, and that's what I think is sexy about it. Let them let them jiggle around. Let them do a little dance.
2: You're more of a a, a small boob guy.
4: I'm a whatever boobs wind up in my mouth. Guy. <laughs> 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 so, so you know I mean? that's, <laughs> that's how I pick them like, yeah. in my mouth, I like 'em.
2: I know exactly. Yeah, I I'm I'm that kind of guy too yeah. actually. If <laughs> you <laughs> so let me uh-huh. touch them, they're now my favorite. <laughs> All right, well, Marina, so uh sorry you couldn't be on the podcast this week. We'll see you next week. Uh we love you and uh see you next week. All right. So Kraus is ready. All right, that was, that was hilarious. That was a good segment. And that's, on her, and that, that's on her answer machine, too. She's going to keep that one for sure. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right, let's, let's – let's, all right, call Colin Krause? All right, cool. He's ready. Okay, cool. Hello. James Krause. Hello? Huh? Hey, James Krause. It's Adam Hunter. You're with D Greg Wilson and Frank Trigg on the MMA Roasted podcast. How are you? Are you in a well? Yeah, man. I'm doing great. Oh, great. Awesome, man. <laughs> so you got a big fight coming up I, on Saturday. I, you asked if, I was, if I'm in a well or if I'm doing well. No, I asked if you were in a well. But,
3: uh, but, oh, do I sound
2: but, like I'm in a well? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's was cutting out. A little. was cutting out. But I think now we're good. You got a big fight Saturday in L.A. Are you in L.A. right now or no? Uh, no, I leave tomorrow. Nice. So you're. Uh, how are you, man? Are, are you ready for this fight? Are you pumped? Are you, are you, are you, are you hungry to get back in there? Talk to us. Uh, Yeah, absolutely.
5: I'm uh, definitely pumped and ready to get back to my winning ways where I belong. Um, You know, not to sound too cliche here, but uh, I'm definitely prepped and and the best I've ever been. I just keep every fight I feel like I get better. And, uh, you know, as long as I show up on, on Saturday and I bring my tools to the table, I just don't see any possible way that I can lose this fight.
2: Well, that's the attitude right there. Woo. <laughs> now, now uh now your last fight against Masvidal. Masfodal's a, a a monster. Uh it it seemed like you just couldn't get started. Like you just had a tough time just fought, like uh, it seemed like you, like sometimes you are just having a bad night. Is that kind of what happened?
5: Yeah, so so if I'm if, if if I'm James Krause and I work at Subway, man there's this, there's sometimes on a Saturday night where I just don't show up to subway and I, and I, I don't make good sandwiches, you know, it happens every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, I just didn't show up, man. I just highly underperformed. And, uh, you know, it's my job this Saturday to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, I usually bounce back very well from a loss. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't take any time off after the last loss. I immediately went into, uh, into training again. Uh, I think I took maybe a couple of days off and, and got right back to training and, uh, you know, I think I just need to do a better job of mixing things up. Uh I have a tendency to go out and want to please the fans a little too much sometimes. I just want to keep things interesting. I like to strike because that's what the fans want to see. But I think I need to do a good job of, uh, you know, mixing things up, work the takedowns in, and, and at least show them, you know. I, I think just to keep people honest, keep people guessing. And I, I feel like I have the tools to be uh, exciting on the ground as well. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to doing. And, and I'm not necessarily looking for the takedown. I'm not necessarily looking to strike. But I just think – I need to do a better job of mixing things up, and uh, I think that'll open up uh, open up everything.
2: I mean, you're a guy who's who's had such a career, man. I mean, you look at I look at like uh, I mean, you're not obviously, you know, you're a guy who was the number one prospect in the world and in, 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 in the in the country at one point. Then you start off your career, you're like you're like 11 or 0 before you fight Donald Cerrone in the, your first big WEC fight. Then then you then you then you then you end up in in Titan FC, RFC uh, WEC, try out for the ultimate fighter. Don't make the house come back. You land back in the UFC. I mean, you're a guy who's fucking tenacious, who just keeps bouncing back. Does it get exhausting? Or are you just the kind of guy that wakes up every day and you're like, man, what, I don't care what the fuck you throw at me. I'm throwing back harder.
5: You know, uh, I think with maturity has become that, that, that attitude that says, you know, whatever it takes type of deal. Uh, but I'd be lying to you if I told you that there definitely wasn't times where i was I was struggling mentally to to see if i i keep wanting you know if I wanted to keep doing this or not but uh now you know it's just I have goals in front of me, and uh I literally you know I tell people this all the time you know people ask me you know what what is something that I can do to to really make a difference you know as far as like what can i how can i how can I reach my goals and it's usually fighting related because I fight obviously, but i look every day I wake up. I clear my schedule and I prioritize my goals. You know, what are my goals right now? What's important to me? Boom! I put them on the schedule. Those are the first things that go on. Not anything else. Not not sleep. Not you know, not not uh, spending time doing other crap. Not playing Xbox. Not watching movies. My goals. You know, the <laughs> UFC, my business. Those are the the top priorities. You know, obviously it comes out with family and stuff like that. Uh, those are my goals. So I wake up and I and I I drive towards those goals every single day. And uh, you know I, I I'm just a workhorse at it. That's that's all I do. That's all I care about. And I I, I become obsessed with reaching my goals.
1: Now, Frank, don't don't you you you're still run in the gym, right? You still, uh, I don't run
5: it anymore. No.
1: Okay, because that was one of the things that you when you and I talked before that I was saying that like that's taking a lot of time away from your. Ability to train is you have this gym and you're trying to run it. There's a lot of athletes now, especially fighters, that are going well. The only way to make extra money, because of the new or or because the the way the sponsorship dollars are coming in, is to run a gym. I'll make money doing that, and then it gets it becomes burdensome, becomes too much teaching and running this gym and trying to keep things together. You've stopped running the gym, but you still coach at the gym as well. Yeah, I teach. I mean, I teach one class a week. Oh, so oh, so it's way down from the last time we spoke. Then before it was, you know, quite a few, and then in the middle of training camp. Yeah, so I mean, right.
5: it's it's progressively gone down. I mean, I recently, I have two gyms now, and I I, I split time at both as far as training goes. Uh, and you know, before scheduled class times, I go in and I and I, I won't say I run it, but I definitely oversee things and make sure everything's getting done. But you know, during during training times, I'm 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 training. You know, there's nothing. Once again, that that goes back to setting your goals and your priorities, and uh, you know when fight time comes up, that's that's my number one priority. And even when it's not, I I don't ever miss scheduled training times ever. It's just it's something that's scheduled in. My wife knows, my family knows, the business knows. They just know hey, when when ten thirty a.m. and five thirty p.m. roll around, James is training. That's just how it is.
2: Now one of, one of my highlights of my life uh, was I did a show at. Uh uh, in uh, Mizzou, actually, a Deja Vu comedy club, oh, yeah. and afterwards, these three college girls invited me back to their place, and I ended up banging all three of them. Uh, they just kind of—they ju- kind of jumped on me one at a time. Uh, I had one on my face while one was right. It was one of the greatest nights of my life. Have you experienced any of that? Being—you're from Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that.
4: Uh, I, I think he's wondering is all Missouri girls
2: Yeah, is that I mean that was one of the team, that yeah. was one of the highlights of I, my life. I mean, you're I mean you're a fighter in Missouri. You, you must have had some kind of stuff like that, no? I definitely
5: don't think that's an accurate assessment of <laughs> of Missouri's uh, sexual encounters.
4: That's too bad. You just hurt their tourism. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I was about to buy a ticket, man.
3: <laughs> like,
2: really? Great. Come on, you're you're one of the best fighters in the in the world, and you're living in Missouri, and and and, and, and nothing. All right, but before the marriage, come on, no threesomes, no no groupies. Come on, Krause. give me some. I something. wish I had.
5: I wish I had some uh, some great stories to tell you, but unfortunately, I'm kind of a. I'm kind of a loner man. I'm a own body. I, I, I train and I uh I sit at home. I don't I don't do a lot, man. My, my, my I am I'm money motivated bro. I don't I don't I never have and, and never will worry about uh How long have you, know, you been married females first other than my wife obviously but before that I've I've always just been money motivated. I, I could care less about about any of that stuff. All
3: right. How
5: long how long have you been married? Uh how long have I been married? Yeah. Uh, a little over three years.
4: Do you Um, think this really contributes to your ability to focus now and prepare for this fight? What was that? I'm sorry. Do you think being married really contributes to your ability to focus and prepare for this
5: fight? Uh, no, I don't think it changes anything. Like I said, I've always been an extremely motivated person. I'm money motivated. I'm very driven, uh... Wife or single? Uh, I don't think it changes anything. I do, however, have a uh, baby girl on the way. That's doing oh. May. I do think that will change things and uh, make me even more driven.
2: Congratulations, Absolutely. man! Yeah, congrats. I know. I know that Frank's been married four times, uh, and they've all been psychopaths. Uh, do you have any any Do you have any, adv- any advice for him, Frank? Yeah.
1: For, first, <laughs> if, if you're gonna be a comedian, I get the facts straight and can pick on somebody. So. <laughs> First, you want to get the facts. <laughs> How many Again.
2: times you been married? Three.
1: Three. Three. Okay, sorry, I was off by one. Yeah, it's a major one. that's, yeah. a, that's the big one. The yes, fourth is.
2: is I remember two. actually watching you train at Extreme Couture, and, mm-hmm. and and I remember seeing your wife with your baby, and yeah. your and your wife looked like she just came from the rhino. Uh, yeah. she, she she had okay. blonde hair and these yeah. huge boobs yeah. and, and like a belly button ring, and I and I, I thought this is definitely a chick that you'd hook up with, not one you'd marry. Uh, is that a fair
1: assessment, Frank? Uh, she'll make a good wife for somebody, not me. All right, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody not uh, named Frank Trigg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not anybody named Frank Trigg. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're the one thing I have to tell you about having kids and still competing is that the toughest thing is leaving them behind when you have to travel, like when you have to go go away for train camp or going away for for a fight. So what I did is that when I went to train camp. I would just Facetime and 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 well well I guess it, was, it wasn't Facetime they didn't have Facetime yet but it was like uh, Skype? Skype I would Skype right. all the time with them, and then I just made them come with me to the fights so I'd always have the, at least have the kids around me during the fights but you have to be ready for. Especially if they you know, if it's a newborn, you know, you're talking like, say, you're fighting this weekend, your baby's gonna be born in May. Hopefully, May seventh, because that's a good day to have have give birth to anybody. Because it's my birthday. Nice. Um, that then you're gonna be fighting in September. They're gonna be just months old, and you have to deal with the four AM wake up call and the four AM. So you have to weigh that out. Yeah, do I need to get sleep before a fight and be more relaxed, or do I need to have my child in the room with me so I feel more comfortable? So you have to kind of weigh that out. And every man's a little bit different, you know. I've talked to some guys who are like, "Fuck them! I don't like my kids. I'm gonna be gone," you know. And they're gone. And they're fight week. They just want to be an asshole and be fight week. You know, be a fighter. And then when they come home, they're like, "Daddy daycare." And that's what kind of what they do. Everybody's different. Yes. the other thing you have to do is I don't give a damn how much you trust any one of your other fighters to not let her around any one of their sons because we're all assholes <laughs> <laughs> thanks Frank here we are uh, now, uh, that was valuable yeah.
3: advice
2: <laughs> <laughs> dear Frank <laughs> dear Frank I'm having a kid and I want to kill myself uh, uh, thanks guys appreciate it <laughs> kill every kid that's under, under 12 week, in the neighborhood. Uh, dear Frank <laughs> yeah, right now, I'm kind of
3: that, that ship's
5: sailed, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm in for the long haul now. So, now, now, James, now who's this guy you're fighting? Uh, I don't know a ton about him. I mean, Lizarro? I take that back. I know a lot about him. His name's uh, Valmir Lazaro. Uh, he's I mean, <laughs> twelve and three, nine knockouts. Uh, striker, pure striker. Very little jujitsu. You can't even find Valmir Lazaro and the 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 term jujitsu in the same sentence together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, he's, he, uh, other than his, his loss to James Vick, he's never fought anybody with a winning record. So, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it makes for an exciting fight, but like I said, if you really compare, uh, fighter to fighter, you know, I, I just think I'm a far superior athlete, far superior fighter. I have fought way tougher people than this guy. I mean, if you just look at who I fought in UFC alone, it's just it doesn't even it's in no comparison you know I, I fought way tougher guys than than this dude every every person i fought in the ufc will be beat, beat this dude to dust and that's just a fact so uh you know I, I just have to go in and and uh do do my thing and i have to play up to my skills and I do what i know i can and if that happens on saturday it's going to be an easy fight for me
1: look at this guy's record look at this guy's fight history do you kind of feel like You know, a step down in competition for you a little bit? Because this is, you fought some of the biggest names in the sport coming up, and now all of a sudden, you've got a guy that's tough to find anything on, you know?
5: You know, uh, is it a step down? Absolutely. But, uh,. You know, uh, these guys are hungry. You
1: know, literally. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so uh, yeah. you definitely can't take anything away from from anybody. It's you know, at the sport, the sport of MMA. I mean, we've seen last last night ten underdogs in a row one So, yeah. you know, I can't take that. Uh, I can't let that go to my head. And uh, I got to go in and and just uh, fight my game and fight my fight. And uh, if I do that, you know, like I said, it, it, it should be should be uh, open and closed for me.
2: Well, James, look, man, uh, we're gonna be rooting for you. I like you a lot. I think you're a great guy, and you did a you did that military tour, right?
5: Yeah, man, that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever done in my life.
2: Yeah, yeah that, I I actually helped set that up, so I was I was i was super happy that, awesome. that that did that. I I did a tour that wanted fighters. Hey, I got I got James out there. He did a whole thing for the troops. That's actually him and Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke and. Uh, you know,
5: I'd love to do that again. That was awesome.
2: Absolutely. Uh, they're going to have more of those. And you're, you're a great guy, and, and you're a great fighter, and you've, 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 you've paid your dues. And, you know, it's an honor to watch you fight, and I can't wait for Saturday night, buddy.
4: Thanks, brother. I appreciate it.
2: Well, thanks for calling. Best for the of love, to you, man. You have a great fight. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. All right. That was James Krause. I like that guy. You know, he was saying, though,
4: this guy, no Brazilian jiu jitsu, but I'm looking at what little information is here, and they, it, from skill breakdown, 33, like it's an even breakdown between striking, submissions, and takedowns. He's from Brazil. He, so, you have to
2: assume that he's a black belt. Yeah, right? I mean,
4: it seems like, like I, I'm afraid he may be taking his ground game a little too lightly. That's, I mean, from what I'm seeing here and versus what he says, I mean, do you think
2: that might be possible?
1: That's like assuming every Chinese guy is Jackie Chan. <laughs> and
2: they are. I'm, I'm assuming every Brazilian in the UFC has a good level of jiu it's no. not. It's not the same. Like saying you don't think so. Come no, on. In the no, UFC, no. I'm not saying every Brazilian in general. No, uh, every, I understand. No, I, no, I hear about you. Are trying to
1: bail yourself out? I hear you trying to back up, back up by that <laughs> door. I hear you. I hear it. I hear it. Uh, you know, it's still hit and miss. I mean, it's still. There's a lot of guys out there that are that are great Brazilian fighters that aren't black belts in jiu-jitsu. It's just, it's what it is. Oh, that
2: aren't sorry, that aren't above purple belt.
1: Yeah. Na- fighter, name some. Just name name three in the UFC. How could I? They're not good at jiu-jitsu. How to be able to name them? But I don't I, Why would I know them? Like, I don't know any of those guys. But they're there's, not the there's no UFC. Is, no, there's, there's <laughs> guys. That's like saying everyone in the UFC has to be an amazing fighter. Well, let's put. Then it's not true. Yeah, it is. it is It isn't. CM Punk. We can move on now. Oh, that's a I mean, different— it's like, that's, No, it's not. No, it's not. You that's, said— That's an aberration. If they're in the UFC, then everybody has to be good. That's not true. Everybody is, does have to be good in the UFC. No, a f- Fighting?
2: Come on, no. man. You're talking—Joe Silva and Dana White and these guys are not going to sign people that aren't— I mean, look, there are certain guys that have better skills at certain levels. Cody McKenzie was a, was a far better grappler than he was a striker. I mean, there are, there are guys yeah. out there that are better strikers that, you know, Houston Alexander wasn't uh, a submission specialist on the ground. Right. Okay, but they, but, but they were a certain level of, of fighter to mm-hmm. get there. I mean, except right. for maybe. I mean, the only guys that I, I, I would assume that you're talking about are the guys in uh, the Ultimate Fighter China that that, <laughs> that where you see a guy who's three and one or two and one because they're going from that talent pool. Edson Barboza doesn't have a black belt. Edson Barboza. Okay, Boom. he is brown. Purple. I, I said a, I said purple you said, or below. Yeah, he yeah. did. But, but thanks, Watson. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> <not> close. <laughs> you got you
1: got close. Yeah. All right. You can talk as much as you want. Every fighter potentially can be on steroids because Anderson Silva failed, who is the cleanest guy and does everything best for the sport. So now every, all bets are off. Anybody can fail a drug test. But that's that's a nobody. You do not have to be that good to be in the UFC anymore because they have an O and o CM Punk, not O own in the UFC. 0-0. O o That's one and guy. It doesn't matter. Anderson Silva's one guy to fail the test. Name five guys that are not good fighters that are in the UFC. Well, shit, I was. You were I not a good fighter? I wasn't that good when I was You're, in there. Look come at my, on, look dude. Look at, my, look at my UFC record. Look at my UFC record. It's two and three. That's not a very good what record about in the UFC. That doesn't mean
2: you weren't a great
4: fighter. Ah,
1: uh-huh, You said in the UFC. In the UFC, there's a no, ton of guys who are not that good.
2: U- I'm not saying their record in the UFC. I'm saying they're not. They're, I'm talking about fighters in general.
1: Make up your mind, Adam. No, you're just. You're Make just, up your mind. You're, I'm, you're go- being, I'm going off of what you're saying. You're I'm being going funny. Off, I'm going all off, off what of what you're him. saying.
2: You're
1: <laughs> no, you're being funny. Come on. I'm going, off, I'm going off of what you're saying. You can't
2: get to the yes,
4: UFC. Yes, you can't be. A, you know, absolutely.
1: No, I'm playing devil's advocate. You have to be a good fighter to get in the UFC, period. There's no way around. What was the point of making that? And you have to be great all the way around. I know why he's been divorced. Because because, the anomaly. because that one anomaly sets the rule for everything else if you have one cm punk there's gonna be another fucking you know kid inferno that's gonna show up all of a sudden you got glenn out there freaking running around who's kid inferno god he's wrestling tna uh, uh you're gonna have a samoa joe jump in you have a john cena jump in because they're big pay draws well, listen, but they no, guys can't fight next you know
4: and and this lazaro won by submission we're gonna have a yeah, whole we'll, no he that's might It'll be a hey, whole conversation. hey G-
1: gsp gsp is and I'm gonna get eaten up again, and everyone's gonna start yelling at me and screaming. I mean, GSP was a horrible fucking wrestler. I could put him against what? our. I could? He's a horrible wrestler. I could put him against our junior, a junior guy. We're talking about MMA wrestling for wrestling no, from MMA. No, no, no. I'm talking about pure wrestling, Adam. I'm about pure wrestling. Well, uh, he, stop. Stop. Be stop. Because a, the fans wanted him to go to the Olympic team because he was so good in okay. Canada. He couldn't beat one of our guys that was a junior, not even good enough to be on our world team. What, a, a what about a Canadian can't one of our guys. What about the Canadian Olympics? No, Canadians yeah. are good. The Canadians are good now. I know back when we were coming up. <laughs> we, no, no. it's No, when we were coming up, the Canadians weren't that good. Now, no, all no. Of a sudden now they're really good. The Canadians no, what are it, really what good. It also yeah. was that they, they have different rules. But listen, there's a, you talk about a guy that's not very good at wrestling, that that isn't... that isn't that. Should not be shouldn't have any business doing it on a mat with anybody, but it's MMA. So a guy that's not good at wrestling also has amazingly good MMA. For, you know wrestling for MMA. He had, he had amazing. Took everybody down. He had amazing double leg takedowns. He it was incre- he hit everybody with it anytime he wanted to. It was that's, almost like but clock it wasn't. A, but uh, but my point is, like, is is that you can get a submission. You can be a guy that gets a series of submissions and not be a submission specialist because you have a great system for MMA. MMA right. is a separate entity unto itself. You well, can't go. This guy's a great submission guy. He must get all submissions. Now it doesn't happen a lot right now because the sports Still so new, yes. Anderson Silva is an amazing submission guy. He doesn't submit that many guys because he knocks you out first. Also a, how it also a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So, he's great. He's an amazingly good submission guy. but never got there. Never got. He never saw it because he never he's, had he's knocking guys out. And that's my point: is that you don't have to be. Amazing, any one of these things, and still be able to pull off a submission. Lazaro can pull off a submission this, this yeah. weekend yeah. and cover uh, James Kraus well, because he beats him. If up. he
4: does, it means that he underestimated his ability to do
1: that. Yeah, do you think Gagar Massas is ever going to rear naked choke uh, Mark Munoz, who's Mark who's fighting this weekend? Mark, you're like, okay, let's talk about. You're so, like, no, we're never going to have talk but about. It a, co- let's talk
2: about a couple things. First of all, the fights last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There were some great fights last night. I I, I liked the fact that ten underdogs won. Uh, that was awesome. Was it ten? Was it there
4: was one 10? guy? There's one 10. guy that stood out to me. That was that, which guy is that? That blew my mind, and that was Smiling Sam. Yeah, now Sam Melby, Smiling man.
2: Sam. Uh, a couple. Of, I mean, now he's a guy who I you know, he was losing that fight before the fight. He was mm-hmm. kind of getting lit up a little bit, but no, he's got but he's got that that power. Now well, I want I wanted to ask you about that. There are certain guys out there that have that one punch power. Smiling Sam being one of them. Yeah. Uh, I've just 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 now. Can you teach power? Yeah, or, you can teach power. Just, I didn't.
1: And I saw that – when you sent me the email today, I saw that. I was like, wow, yeah, this is brand new to me. Like I don't think you teach power before. Like guys just have it. They don't. And then Arnold Chun who trains Tyron Woodley and, and Emmanuel Newton, some other guys Then throughout, he, there's a, he has a system of how he teaches power where it's almost like you're shot-putting. You know, uh, uh, you have a sh- You have a, a weighted ball in your hand, and you're throwing it for yeah. for space and for time. But it's off your power hand, and you do it. And you, then you you take it off, and you have like weighted gloves and weighted vest. You take it all off and start throwing, start throwing punches and what have you afterwards. And the power goes up. I've seen, I've watched Woodley's power go up because of this training. You can teach power. I didn't believe it a year and a half ago, a year ago even. Well, I remember. You know, I mean, I, I, all I don't taught. feel
4: like he was taught power. I feel like he had because look at him. And it just—I mean, when he walked in the ring, I was like, "Whoa, this is an accident!" Somebody <laughs> no, hired the no, wrong guy. No, no,
2: no. I knew I, his, his last fight. He did the same thing. But he, man, he boy, and he—he's wow. he's got a great gimmick. The mm-hmm. smiling, the smiling. Yeah. It's a great gimmick. He's got a great look. Uh, his wife is on America's Next Top Model. I think she might have won it. That—that—that—that that, that, that hot. Redhead behind them Yeah Um, And uh, it is his wife It's his wife We were like Is that his sister (laughs) It looks like his sister A little bit (laughs) But uh, you know I'm happy for the guy He he, he trains out of Team Quest Mm -hmm. And you know Team Quest has been on—it's you know. There's, it's a solid team, but lately they haven't been producing the, the best champions. They haven't really—but it's a great, solid team. But it's just as of late, you know, at the end Henderson is sort of on the decline a little bit. Yep. You know, Tyrek Safardine lost his last fight to Rory McDonald. He's a guy who's been injured. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. other guys over at Team Quest. It's just the one up, like Temecula. So I'm really mm-hmm. happy because— they, it seems like a good, solid bunch of guys yeah. with good uh, with good training. And I, 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 I want to see that, that that team do better or do as good as it once was. Because at one point,
1: you know. It was the spot. It was, you know. When, yeah. Now, did you train with those guys back no, in the day? No, no. no. Uh, um, they were. I had Henderson and, and Couture come out of the team, were on the Raw team at that point. Uh, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Because it was also brand new. I didn't even know how Team Crest was. just a place that those guys trained at up top. Uh, up in, uh, I say up top, but up in the Northwest before they. All left and moved, and Dan moved back to Tobacco where he's from. Um, Couture moved to LA a little bit and and Vegas, and was kind of bouncing around as he was trying to find his next his next spot to lay out. So it was like Quest was just another spot that the, like a bunch of wrestlers were just kind of hanging out. We didn't know it was actually a real fight team that was kind of <laughs> built together. Yeah, and they were whooping everybody's ass. It was amazing how good those guys.
2: Yeah, were. they had Ellenberger. They had Chael. At one point mm-hmm. they had uh, uh, what's his name, Matt Lindland, mm-hmm. uh, was over there, and Dan Henderson. It was just it was just just like rugged. Hector Lombard was over there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a bunch of uh, a bunch of rugged dudes, and uh, you know, good wrestlers. And I'm happy because I, you know, you, I, I want to see those guys do well. So I'm happy for Sam Alvey. Um, well, just a matter uh, as a matter of just looking at him in terms of his physical condition, <laughs> it would just you. I was I'll shy. tell you I with didn't... this whole with this whole PED thing, I think you're going to see a lot of guys look like Sam Alvey now. That would okay, be great. Well. Yeah. Yeah. because uh, yeah. I think the days of the guys who would look like the Hector Lombards and these guys who I, I, I don't know if they're going to be over because I think guys it, it seems like every time they implement a new way to stop people from cheating the cheaters are that much well, better.
1: You didn't you didn't listen to the whole the whole meeting last week. They were talking about like one percent or you know one point something percent. We're getting we're getting we're we're getting popped during. In competition testing, which is the pre-fight test and the post-fight test done the day of competition, the day of the fight. And it was like 27, almost 30% were getting caught in, in out-of-competition testing. Yeah. That's, where they, like, that's where they have to focus all their energy and that's where they're focusing their energy. Yeah. So everybody now is like the, – the, 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 from what I understand, from what I, if I remember correctly, I'm sure someone will correct it if, if I'm wrong, is that now everybody gets tested top to bottom pre-fight, post-fight. So day of competition, yeah. everyone's getting tested, top to bottom. And then the main event guys were all getting tested randomly out of competition. So like now those guys that were – and that's what I'm saying is that you get caught once, you've gotten away with it a bunch of times before that because you just were better at, okay, I'm getting tested because you know fight night, I'm getting tested. Now you don't know because random. random. Yeah. All of a sudden now I'm signed for this fight, you're stuck. Any but didn't, you like the pride,
2: didn't the Pride guys – correct me if I'm wrong. What I heard is that the Pride guys would get tested – but they wouldn't give you the results until you wanted to leave the organization, and then they would say, "Listen, just so you know, you failed nine drug tests." And then you go, <laughs> "You go, you know what? I'm actually going to stay in this organization."
1: That that wasn't my that happened, never happened to me because I never I never tested hot for anything. But I heard that same rumor. But let's just let's just remember every single Pride guy that came over from Pride, he came over here to the UFC, and there's a transitional period. They all getting their asses kicked for a reason. Because I mean, sh- drug sh- testing was apparent. You're like Jesus. Like I got to figure it out. Shogun, Wanderlei. I mean, everybody was getting their like, and oh, losing happened? to the same guys they were beating,
2: yeah, over in Pride. I mean, yeah. the, and it
1: wasn't like an easy. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I just kind of stuck by a decision. It was like an ass kicking beating, yeah. and then coming over here and taking an ass kicking beating. It was like, look, Vanderlei
2: Rampage. I yeah. mean, that was. I mean,
1: yeah,
2: I, totally he, different cat. He
1: almost murdered him over in Pride twice, yeah. and yeah.
2: then you look at him over here. It was a different fight now. Uh, the Bigfoot Silva there's a guy who I actually feel bad for because now let me hold on for a sec yeah, uh, Bigfoot it's, Silva it's
1: funny we really gotta get a camera here because when, when Greg gets amped it's kind of, it's kind of funny he's, <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like a third grader that just, that just learned a new word it's like his uncle's like go ahead swear as much as you, you know want he said like, oh, oh my god oh my god you know what it <laughs> is
2: is that I've known Greg for maybe about almost 15 years now yeah. uh, well, MMA guys uh, uh, comedians love talking hearing themselves about being funny we don't get to talk about fighting that often because there are very few guys at the comedy club if they do they do is, hey, when's Kimbo coming back? Or, 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 oh, or something that like that. Really, yeah. so, so when you get so people that, that talk to fighters, you can't wait to, hey, hey, oh my god, people actually know what I'm talking about. Right. But then you have to realize that like, it's, I get excited. It's very I'm an excitable excited. guy no matter what. I'm this way at yes. Starbucks. Now, now, what I was saying about... about uh,
1: the barista's like, "Fuck, here he comes." Coconut
2: milk, coconut milk, and it's uh, it's actually Marina rolling her eyes behind the counter. <laughs> now, um, what I was saying is that Bigfoot Silva, from what I read about, him, I read a bunch of articles about him before. He actually has a condition mm-hmm. where he could, he actually needs to take steroids to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he has giganticism gigantism. Yeah. and, yeah. and gonna... so he, every fight he gets popped for the stuff that he actually needs to take. So right. now he's not able to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And since then, he's just been getting knocked the fuck out by mm-hmm. Arlovsky, by Frank Mir. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it's sort of unfortunate because the one guy who you could say yeah, this guy needs
1: it is not allowed to take it. Well, there's always that, that loophole. There's always that protocol. But at the very beginning, when you're trying to stop it, like what we're, we're stuck at right now, and that's where baseball was when they came up, where football was when they came up, like when they all started enacting these new PED testing, that everybody's just ass out. Too bad. You need it to lift. So what? It's too bad. But in like five, six years, when they finally get everything under control and get it screwed, they'll start being loopholes, start like start jumping back in again. You know, like uh, uh, guys in baseball now, if you if you, you have to take a long series of tests, you have to prove it, but you can take Adderall for your ADD. If you prove it you have ADD, but it's a long series of tests, it's a protocol, but you have to go through it because they found out, you know, and of course they have a union, so it, it works you can't a little bit quicker. The test. Say, you know? And
4: then when they approve you, you can just
2: crush it up and snort it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm
4: <right. laughs> <No, laughs> like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm <laughs>
1: trying
2: to <laughs> sit through the test on. Adderall. Uh, now, 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 you have been on TRT for three years. Three years
1: yet. Yeah. Uh, this month is three years. Now, yeah. how
2: has it changed your life? Just
1: give me ten years. Ten you, years. What do you mean, giving you ten years? It's like I'm 32 years old again. I'm 42 right now. I'm really 32. My numbers are up. My lifts are up. My arthritis is down. My kind of thinking is back up. Like everything. For like when I was when I went off and I stopped fighting in September. That next that next. January I went out to Hawaii I was seeing a buddy of mine Greg Honda um, if you've ever seen the photo of Robbie Lawler punched me in the face and the blood splatting everywhere my nose splits open yeah. that photo was taken by Greg Honda he's been a close friend of mine for a long time except <laughs> that, it's funny because on his business card is that picture Oh my so God. it's like it's fucking great it's Yeah, no, yeah. yeah it's me dying it's, yeah. me, it's me starting to kill myself uh. so uh, but Greg and I are real close friends he brought me out and said hey there's this group out here you really need to sit down and talk to him I met this doctor uh, Charles Rakaki started talking to him he's like you're, you're like you're part of the protocol the reason why they like If you're in a hard hard contact sport where there's head trauma involved, football, taekwondo, judo, boxing, you know, uh, uh, really Big Ten style of wrestling, those guys headbutt all the time. Like guys like that, they're gonna have problems later. That's why the football players—they were dying. Like at 55, 60 years old, they're dead after retiring. And they retired at like 28, 29. Like they're done playing football. They've had three years in the pros, and they're wrecked. Absolutely fucking right. We lost Reggie White. I mean, and he, his was sleep apnea because those guys at 100,000% or 0%. So I'm either working out and and training all the time, I'm not doing anything. His guys were falling apart and testosterone levels were falling way off due to head trauma. So they started doing a, doing protocol. I went in and I, and it's, I will be on it for the rest of my life. But I also have stated before I will never fight on it. And that's when I started doing it I was like, I'm done fighting because So your
2: sex drives up again, every everything, Oh, you're Yeah.
1: Hoping. Yeah. Every everything is up. You know, it's it's literally a ten year. So you think I should take this years. stuff or what? Are you over thirty? Yeah. Yeah. You should at least know your numbers. Like mine my, my when I got tested. Where do you get your numbers taken? My lowest you're supposed to be the the ratio's between three fifty and 11, 1190, essentially, twelve hundred. I was at I was at 105 when I took my first test. I thought they were. I thought it was a gimmick. they were like just trying to prove. Hey, look, you know here. Well, no. Where do you get this test done? It. I got it. I was 95. No, no. Where can I get this done? Uh, I go to Universal Men's Clinic. Cause that's the, the only guys. That's the only guys I know. I trust them. They have. They have offices obviously in Honolulu, but also in us uh, uh, Portland, Seattle, these are um, Oklahoma City. Treatments? It's a shot. You take a testosterone and, shot. And how yeah. much
2: does it cost to get your testosterone taken?
1: Uh, to, the test the blood work is whatever the blood work is. It could be four or five hundred bucks if you want to pay cash, but usually it's just insurance yeah. running it. And then after that, most of these places don't do um, insurance, the, the men's life clinic and life and yeah. longevity clinics. And it's usually about, you know, it could be anywhere. I've seen some guys paying eight, nine hundred dollars a month for it. You know, what shit, what are you paying like for? 200, it's 250. You're paying like, 250 a month. Yeah, including doctor's visit. That's including the doctor's visit. Increased
4: testosterone yeah. levels do also contribute to hair loss, though.
1: No. No, only, see, you're one of those guys that read the wrong study. No,
4: it's
3: true.
1: Yes, no, it's not true. It's false. It's 100 percent false. So 25 years started. They just fin- they finished two years ago. That I looked at, and what it is is that the guys that get hair loss is because they put their numbers over 1500. You don't want to be over 1500. You only need to be around a thousand to 1100 or 1200. You're gonna be any higher than that. So if
2: you fight CM Punk, if Dana uh, then you have to go off TRT.
1: I'd have to come off TRT, yeah. And so I'd have, to, I'd have to have at least I'd have to have like if they go, look, uh, we want you to fight CM Punk. You get a, you know you get a fight. Like, okay, I need 12 weeks. And I'm like, he's like, why 12 weeks? Because I need six weeks to come off to adjust my testosterone levels so that they're even again.
2: So the fight last night the fight last night between frank Mir and bigfoot silva do you think now you train with Mirror a lot right
1: i did well no i didn't have to train with him i just knew my uh, at the time my wife and, and his wife were close friends they're still close friends i lost frank in the divorce so
3: oh really yeah, right. so you and Mira, you, you
1: guys are not friends again we're friends I and mean, we, we say hi whatever but remember if if, if your wife is like i don't want you to talk to that asshole you're yeah, like okay that. my so, asshole. so i mean it. now
2: now was it a, does Mir look that good or did bigfoot's chin
1: look that bad a little both that bad A little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Frank got yelled at quite a bit.
2: I mean, I gotta give it to Frank. The guy's a gamer. Nah, is he a gamer? I mean, his last fight. uh, His last fight. Who did he fight? The last time he got destroyed by Dos Santos. That was a fight that. Or Overeem. He got yeah. He he lost to Overeem. Right. He got he got beat pretty bad by Overeem. I mean. uh, Overeem, Dos Santos, Cormier.
1: More. He's on a three-fight losing, three losing streak. He's on a three-fight losing streak. No, four-fight losing streak. I thought it was four. Four-fight four. losing streak. And if he lost this one, he'd been out. Yeah. So a little bit as Mir was like, I'm going to be losing my, my money wagon that I've had for- Oh, Barnett. 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 Yep.
2: Barnett. So, I mean, did, did Mir look at, that good, or he just sort of- did, I think or, was Bigfoot looked that bad. He just look, he didn't look healthy the second he walked in the
4: ring.
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Bigfoot's off because he can't take the stuff he needs to survive. And then it's also, too, that, that Mir had his back against the wall. He's like, he's under pressure. He's got, a, he's got kids. He's got a wife. He's got a lavish lifestyle. Not super lavish. But he's got a lavish lifestyle. And he needs to take care of a house and car. He's
2: also and, insane. Like I, yeah. I, I worked with Mir on the MMA Awards. And uh, he's a nice guy. A real smart yeah. guy.
1: quiet guy. Overly smart. That's the problem. He's, he's almost too smart for his own good. Really he, smart he guy. super smart. But it
2: was after the Brock Lesnar fight. And mm. he kind of went insane. And and you can't blame him. Like competitive as he is, when he when in the UFC 100, when Brock put him in a schoolyard headlock and just 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 pounded the shit out of him to the point where long time. I mean, Frank. After that, he gained like 60 pounds of muscle, uh, which was kind of strange for a 36 year old guy, or however old he was, 32 to to gain 30. It uh, could happen, really. (laughs) I mean, uh, (laughs) when have you ever seen anything like that happen?
1: You know, I've seen it. Happen never naturally. Though.
2: Yeah, right. So he sort of all of a sudden he had this new figure. But I remember him walking on the MMA awards. He had a knife around his neck what? and like and a gun in his back pocket to shoot a sketch at the Hard Rock. And I'm like, this dude is has lost it. Like we're not we're not in the Wild West. We're at the, the Hard Rock in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to be insane to even approach Frank Mir. The guy is a huge guy, and then to have a, a knife and a gun.
1: He's he's been armed since he's. Was eighteen or nineteen years old. He's had a concealed weapons permit in, in Nevada yeah. since he's like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. He's always armed. He's always armed. It's so like when he got caught <laughs> having two, having two nine millimeter shells in his bag. I'm like, trust me, that that he forgot those. He really did forget <laughs> those because if he really was bringing a weapon, he doesn't just bring like one one magazine full of of, of uh, <laughs> ammunition. He brings. Thousands of rounds to go shoot out in the desert. Like this is a, like he's a, he's a gun guy. Yeah. This is he's a survivalist. This is what he does. Right. Yeah. he's ready to take he all the Legitimately, like in an apocalypse. it is it is legitimately scary. You call, text, yell a bullhorn, throw firecrackers at the house. You let him know you are coming before you ring the doorbell. He is one of those guys. As it's two o'clock in the morning, why are you ringing my doorbell? He, I just want to get a drink, Franklin's hangout. No, now you don't play that you, game. You know, he fun. was a bouncer at the Rhino. Yeah. Now, do you, while he was the UFC champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah. Like, that,
1: well, that was, that's. let me just tell you something. That's how the money was back then. Yeah. yeah. He had to keep the job to stay alive.
2: Now, is there anybody other sport, though, that you could see, like, oh, that guy plays for the Lakers? and He's also yeah. working at the and Rhino By the way,
4: here's the ticket for my car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can I get an autograph? Well, that was the Clippers up until about two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's what Frazier Smith said, joke yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. What he, time he, can he get in? Oh, uh, you fucked my joke, man. Oh, sorry. I was not... about to tell a joke, and then you just said the punchline. I thought we were
4: just going around right for the punchline.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was right say, for the submission. I didn't say the setup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so he, he called the Clipper game phrase Smith. He goes, "Hey, what time's the game?" The guy goes, "Well, whoa, well, what time could you get here?" The, that's the that's yeah. the joke. But Greg, anyway, the joke's over. So uh,
1: it wasn't that good anyway. It
2: was a good. It was a much <laughs> better joke. Than, all right, 180 now the fight this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the fights this weekend yes. at the Staples Center. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Kat Zingano. According to Ronda's trainer, Edmund Uh,
1: Ronda can beat Holly Holm in a boxing match Complete bullshit Edmund is a complete fucking insane retard If he really (laughs) believes that No fucking way in hell Not possible Not possible That's like saying Because I did two years of Judo I can now beat Ronda Rousey in a Judo match Not possible You can beat her now? I can be, I can be Rhonda, I have a, oh. yeah, yeah, come on, I'm, I'm a man, damn it, like, so I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, 20, I'm 75. You heard pounds, it
4: here I, first. The first intergender bender is coming up.
1: I'm 75 pounds header than she is. There's no he, way she can do anything. To he's me. also let's a not, black belt. Yeah, uh, okay, on, okay, but, but as far as being, no, Holly there's Holmes. no way because Holly's got rounds. She has time. She's been in that pressure. She's been under that, that stum- She's gone 12 rounds before. She knows the feel. She's also head.
2: 36 and one and an 18 time world champion boxer. Like,
1: this is, this is not. The, Edmund might be sung a fight. I don't think Edmund really believes that. So no disrespect to Edmund other. Really, you don't think? He there, that? No, he can't. He can't. There's no way in hell. He's trying to sell a fight. He's trying to sell his product. Trying to sell. But it he's
2: never it. actually been with Holly Holm uh, or been at a box. Yeah, so that's so, what I am saying. So, so maybe, he prob-
1: maybe he probably does believe it. He just does. If he does, then he needs to stop and, and rethink his, his life. <laughs> And really, he needs to not go to the gym for a couple of days. And after a round of fights on Saturday, it's like, oh, look, I'm taking off a month because I'm completely retarded. That makes no sense. I mean, that, that is that is that is legitimately to anybody that knows anything about how sports really work is completely retarded. That's, That's like Michael Jordan seriously thinking he's going to make Major League Baseball. Right. Yeah. That is completely retarded. It, it does not. I think he did not think that. Make any sense. He really did. He if did he, did he does, that. he needs to take some time off. He really needs to go get himself. All right.
2: So out. okay. So according. So all right. Now, Cat versus Ronda.
1: You know what? Um, Evan, what's the over under on the Armenian mob coming up shooting me in about two <laughs> no, and a half no, weeks no, from no. now? No, no, no. Cat
2: versus Ronda, I think, is actually a, actually a very dangerous fight for Ronda. That it is very and, dangerous. And here, here, here's why. Because Ronda Rousey, her last fight was 16 seconds. Mm-hmm. The, the fight before that with Sarah, it was a one-round. She's with a trainer who's a primarily a boxing trainer who's telling her things like, you can beat Holly Holm in a boxing match. And I think that that – I think Ronda's going to win. But I think that Ronda has not been five rounds ever. And she's with a girl who is a tough girl who, who has been three rounds. She's been in wars. Her last fight with Nunez was a tough fight. She lost the first round. Her fight with Misha Tate was a battle. She lost her husband. Her ex-husband committed suicide. She had a year off because she broke up both of her knees or something. Yeah. I mean, she's with a girl who's experienced a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And Ronda Rousey... Uh, right now is uh, like she, like this week she told Ariani, she said the, I make, the ring girl shouldn't make more than us she's on Conan O'Brien talking about her dating life she's in the movie Entourage she's in the new uh, Fast and the Furious movie Seven, she's yep. in the new Hunger Games they're saying someone yes. said something about her having a sitcom uh, it, it, just, <laughs> it, it, just, it just seems like if ever there was a time that this girl the might be beatable right. it, it, fuck I want Ronda to win I think Ronda's gonna win but uh, there's a lot of flags coming up right now.
1: Yeah, let me tell you something. I, I uh I will always bet against Rhonda. I will always bet against her because the moment I change my mind and bet on her be the first time she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna lose and I don't fucking want to be the guy that like I'm super superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super, right, you don't want the guy super, to super I'm be like fuck I'm gonna jinx myself the rest of my life. I'm the same way. So I'll always bet against her.
4: If I bet on somebody, they're gonna lose.
1: You know, and that's and that's how the okay. you know, and I started that with because I started like, Oh no, 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 no. and I started like you know, betting for him. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. got So I, I bet against, every time I bet against him, he fucking won. So
4: I think the bigger question, is who's going to win? Oh, the I, want I, want to hear, so, I want to hear.
1: So here's a, here's a <laughs> deal. Here's a deal with, with Kat. It's the first time Ron going to face somebody that has, that can deal with the same, the amount of pain that she can dish out. And can dish out just as much pain as that Rona can take. So it's the first time she's going to be battling somebody that can take a lot of heat and give a lot of heat. And Ron hasn't been there before. She's usually the person that beats the crap out of you because she's just harder than you are. She's just more physical and wants it more and has more desire. No one wants it more than Kat does and Ron and Kat are in the same same atmosphere at that level. If she tries to stand her and box her and try to make it a stand-up game, she's going to get cracked because this is her Kat's specialty. She's going to beat the crap out of her. If she doesn't get on top of her and really, really buckle down and look for a severe like I got to break this girl's arm she's a like, get it in her head that just going over for the tap and looking up at, at uh, Herb Dean or Big John McCarthy whoever has the has the assignment looks up at him hoping for them to stop it they're not going to stop it cuz Cat will not tap she's going to keep coming and if you let her out of a tough position like that one time her momentum's going to keep coming and she is a tough girl that has no quit in her it makes her extremely dangerous because the reason why Ronda was able to beat Misha the second time, even though Misha was more prepared, you saw the finish on that armbar. It really wasn't an armbar. Her leg wasn't even over her head. Misha could have just sat up to get out of it, but she broke her. She stole the, her will. She can't steal Cat's will. The only thing about Cat that I
2: think—well, uh, one of the not, not the only a thing, but Cat is a slow starter.
1: Very slow. She
2: she lost her first round to Nunez. She lost her first round to Tate. Mm-hmm. And— if she if she starts slow against Ronda, she this, this, this fight's role. over. Yeah, if she and, and Ronda first. is a big, strong girl. I mean, Ellenberger said that she she, she take, come down and practice a couple times. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a one seventy guy who walks around a one ninety, yeah. who was a top five guy in the UFC. This is a one thirty five pound girl beating him up. Yeah. So now, speaking of Ellenberger, uh, you've
1: been training with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was over at uh, Strong Sports doing some doing some training with us at uh, um, Strong Sports, Sports Gym downtown. L.A. with uh, our buddy Torin and his, Jake's biggest thing is not physical. His biggest thing is 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 first of all getting all the all the voices out of his out of his ears. He has too many people telling him what to do and how to do things, and he needs to just take control. That's one. Two is. Being confident again and, and being the juggernaut is okay, there's so many people telling him, "Oh, you need to back off, you get tired going in the third round, and you're, you're, you spent too much energy in the first and second round, so you' could back off and, and wouldn 't ever get into it because he 's like nervous of getting tired and being too tired if you need it later in the fight right. You're called the Juggernaut because you are absolutely fucking insane. Be insane. Go out there and be that insane guy and go crazy. It's just getting him confidence. Up. Have you have you told yeah. him this? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, then so uh, you're one of his coaches for this fight? No, no, no. no. Just just a guy that I has mean, a similar yeah. background. Is sitting out talking. I don't have any desire to coach anybody because I can't handle that kind of stress. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. Being, I
4: was about to say, why aren't you coaching? Yeah, that?
1: being in somebody's corner and trying to have it because you're vested. Like your coach, you are yeah. you are a, a, a you, trainer, a coach, a mentor, a best friend. Aren't you Nick
2: Nolte's son's coach?
1: uh nicholas cage's son nicholas cage's yeah. son yeah. in wrestling in high school yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nicolas
2: no nicholas cage uh oh, before, people, team, no, no nicholas cage's yeah, son wanted to wrestle yeah and yeah. he went Rest to in. beverly hills high school yep. and they didn't have a team so nicholas cage funded the entire team yeah. and hired frank <laughs> yeah. trigg nice. U- a ufc star to be the coach
1: yeah, now how long true. did you coach this team for uh two seasons two seasons and i moved to vegas after how'd that. it go Good. Yeah, Weston got good. Weston, was, he's athletic. He's strong. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, you, you wouldn't think so, but it's weird. Beverly Hills High School has got a weird dichotomy. Like, I'd have, like, the kid that had eggs and filet mignon for breakfast that morning in practice, you know, at 3.30, and then the kid that hasn't eaten in three days because his, his dad hasn't made enough landscaping, you know, landscaping mm-hmm. jobs to pay enough to put food on the table. It's so yeah. like, this is Beverly Hills. How is this possible? But that's the, that's the nature of Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's just how it works. You have the landscaper's kid going to school with the, right. the Montalmano's that- kid to get, like, the one of the kid's cousins invented spinners, like, this, like on cars. Like their cousin yeah. invented spinners. They're like what? He's like, yeah, yeah, my cousin invented spinners. Like, and and he's like, the, and we laugh at him. Like he's the multimillionaire because he's like, yeah, we laugh at him. Like he's he's low beneath us. Yeah. Uh, what's your dad do? He imports carpets from Israel. Like, what the? Uh, I don't understand it. Like that's pretty thing.
2: badass. Though, that, that, like Nicholas Cage, is like I want my son to have a wrestling teams. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say
4: that's that's very Hollywood.
1: Right? <laughs> that is yeah.
4: incredibly Hollywood. Well, then we'll just invent a team. I'm going to hire Frank Drake.
1: <laughs> it's was, going to be amazing. It was cool. It was fun to, you know, I got to sit and talk with Nicholas and, and yeah. Christina Fulton, the, the ex wife and, you know, the, the, the head of the whole thing. And you, you get to sit on and handle him and talk to him. And then all of a sudden, Nick is like, he's like, so, how do you think I can do, you know, what do you think I can do to make Weston better? I go, be harder on him, like, be tougher on him. Like, you're, you're too nice to him. Like, he's, he gets away with everything. Like, stop it. Yeah. Yell at him a little bit Yeah, And then he's like Yeah yeah maybe I should like, You're not gonna You're too nice a guy Like, You're too nice a guy You're, nice a guy. you're, nice a guy. you're not gonna yell at him
2: Alright so Raquel Pennington Holly Holm Now Holly Holm uh, has, I've, been, I've been waiting for her Arrival to the UFC For a long time she, I know Mike Winklejohn was her trainer back in the day and Winklejohn is uh, I think a very underappreciated coach and I mean, you hear Greg Jackson's the name but you don't really hear yeah. Winklejohn as much
4: because um, <laughs> it sounds dirty
1: maybe that's it but <laughs> but he's been really high I and, showed her my Winklejohn Can I some candy and some Winklejohn <laughs> and
2: there's a there's a whole movement of people that really that think the, the the movement of people that really think that Holly Holm is the girl I love how
1: Adam's just trying to keep this on track <laughs> <laughs> we're like, like fuck it. you Let him do it.
2: I'm going to get in trouble again. No, you're not, you're not going to get in trouble. Uh, now, is, is Holly Holm the girl – I mean, I think Raquel Pennington's a girl kind of tailor-made for Holm because mm-hmm. she's she doesn't have much – from what I see, her wrestling isn't really her strong suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she won her last fight via bulldog choke, which – I mean, unless you're Carlos Newton, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Hughes, Carlos – right? No, uh, uh,
1: uh, Pat Miltich. Pat Miltich. Carlos Newton, yeah. Carlos Newton. That's the last time you saw that thing. That's the used. last time I saw
2: the bulldog choke <laughs> in the UFC. Um, so, uh, I mean, she hit Ashley Evans, a uh, college wrestler who I, I, I think her herself was surprised she got bulldog choked. Um, but I, th- I think Holly Holm is just going to control this on the feet and light it up. I, I, I think were, so,
1: too. That's kind of how I see this fight breaking down. But I see that uh, if, if uh, uh pain in the sides, like, she gets scared at some point or gets angry or, or needs to, like, i got to prove a point right now. And she gets in there and takes, takes Holly down. I think it's going to be a little bit different of a game. You'll see Holly probably get back up to her feet. She's got pretty good – Movement once she's on her back, but I don't think she's, she's not going to try and lay there and stay there. If, if Raquel can hold her there, it makes things a little bit more difficult, and then we can see a different, definite change. But Holly's just one of those girls understands, like I said, she had a lot of rounds in boxing. Which, what did you say earlier, 36 she, and 1? She, she
2: was 36 and 1 as a boxer. Yeah. And, uh, That's impressive. 18-time yeah. world champion boxer. But, but I mean... Uh, I'm not saying her division was weak, but it, women's, the women's boxing she was in, it yeah. wasn't, I mean, there, there, there wasn't that level. It wasn't like, she, you know, she beat Layla Ali and this other yeah. one. You know, I mean, it just didn't, it was a tough division. Uh, boxing is tough, but it just didn't, it it seems like it seemed like there was a reason she left boxing to go to yeah. women's MMA. Almost yeah, there's like, no money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, the same, just, it's the same training sequence, yeah. the same, you know, it's, yeah. it's just as hard to train for, but there's no money in
4: it. I'm just hoping the fight lasts long enough for me to finish. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Greg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, uh, now, all right. So we're, we're going right, one more you fight. See and then we'll come back, face right now. All right, all right. Frank hates it Evan's, I Evan's, Evans angry. All right. So okay. now, now uh, the, last, the the fight that I think, is, the, the couple fights that I think are going to be really good. The, the, one of the main fights is uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Ferguson. right? Tony Ferguson is fighting. Who's Tony Ferguson fighting? Fighting someone really good.
4: Uh, Gleason T
2: Tiao. Who? Looks like he's about three weight classes heavier. Yeah, that guy's a monster. And so was Ferguson. Ferguson beat Abel Trujillo. I did not see that coming. He's been on a tear. Uh, Frank, I'm I'm picking Ferguson. I think I think t uh I think he I think he he breaks a little bit. He's a big guy, a, kind of a bully of a fighter. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you stand up to him, F- you,
1: Ferguson's not gonna get bullied. Yeah, you're gonna bully him around. That's that's one of the, one of his attributes. One of his best things. Like you can't really push him around. He's gonna be. He's going to be in the game the entire time. Like you think, oh, I'm beating this guy's butt for a while, but all of a sudden, like I can't really put him away. I can't get him to get off me. With against a guy like Tebow, who is a bully and fights well as a bully, if you don't let him bully you, he doesn't have much else. He kind of can't. He can't get going. He can't get his rhythm and his pattern going. I actually kind of pick Ferguson in this one too. But what's the line? I haven't seen. Any, I haven't looked at any lines on this thing. So I'm wondering. I don't- if- how they picked it because I would think that t would be the would be the the uh, favorite in this one just because of a former reputation, but I but, really. But like after the PED this. ban,
2: I don't know how I don't know about. It. I'm not saying T-Bow is on PEDs, but if you look, but if you go over the PED, look at you uh, test. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that is a <laughs> I mean, fucking big dude. Now, uh, Koscheck Ellenberger. So That's what yeah. who, 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 who you want. to Man, this
1: one is tough for me because you know Ellenbergers really working diligently, and Koscheck's kind of at the end. He's, he's yeah had a lot of great fights had a lot a long story career doesn 't really fight that much anymore you know he 's got uh, his his uh, aka dethroned Fresno camp that he runs now and left aka you know to, to move back to Fresno because he didn 't get along with uh, I think Javier Mendez. He wasn't getting along with him, and that's why they did the split. Whatever, but this one is a tough one for me. But I have to lean towards Ellenberger, not because he trains over at Strong Sports, so I saw him, you know, saw him every Tuesday and Thursday. It's because he's just a little bit younger, a little bit more hungry, and and not doing very well in his career right now, and wants to prove that he's still game and can be back in the back in the limelight. If Jake throws those the way he used to throw punches, which actually I think has worse form
2: for boxing but better for yeah. MMA, and he clips Koscheck, the fight's over. I, I, yeah. I has been. Has been not, I mean, getting knocked out by Woodley. I didn't think he was getting up on that. He had his eyes roll back a bunch of times. Um, he, he also got knocked out by uh, uh, Robbie Lawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ellenberger, while he got stopped by Lawler, just sort of got broken. Uh, the, you know, he hasn't really been knocked out. I don't think he's ever been knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. He's so I, I just feel like it just seems like Koscheck's a little punchy, and he parties a lot. Josh. Oh, is that right? I, 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 he, I see him in Vegas a lot. Well, he's of my favorite. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, that's our show. Where can people find you, Frank Trigg?
1: Yes, Frank Trigg, everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, everything but Foursquare, I think. it's the only thing I'm not on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's all, it's all at Frank Trigg, one word. It's all me. Greg? Uh,
2: at TheGregWilson or TheGregWilson.com. Yes. And uh, you can find me at MMA Roasted or AdamHunter.com. Or at Adam Comedian, I will be headlining in Reno all this week at Catch a Rising Star in Reno. The following week, I'm in Rochester, yep. New York, in Webster. Will I will see Frank Sun, uh, and uh, and then I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm in South Carolina coming up. Uh, I got a bunch of dates. I'm in Iowa, Dubuque, Iowa. Are
1: you actually making money now? Are you actually? Uh, I
2: I, I do all right. I, so, okay. I'm not, you know, okay. Uh, you know, I you're I, not making
1: fifty bucks a session. No, 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 okay. not
2: fifty bucks a session. I'm, I I do well enough to the point where I could I could I could coach wrestling and love it. There you, know, you go. So it's yeah, like. Yeah. So, Good for you So that's cool Good for you
1: living a dream Yes Your parents must be proud
2: They, they, they are They are right? The one he knows about Yeah. you <laughs> right? <People call> <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shitting on my schedule uh, Thank you Evan the Beard uh, Thank you Fox Sports
3: Guys take care Thank everyone for coming on the show Bye bye